amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truthseeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. What's up? Welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast. My name is Truth Seeker, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. Listen, we cover all things spiritual. We've been doing a lot of UFO and and, uh, aliens and a lot of that kind of stuff and demons and angels and everything in between. So we're going to be covering some more of that. That stuff's popular. That's what you guys want to hear, right? That's what we're going to talk about. So if you have any questions or comments, make sure you post them in the chat. My guest today has talked to a lot of people. Uh, some of the experts in those fields and he's been doing this for a long time so uh, man if you guys want his opinion and and, and thoughts on that stuff make sure you post the questions and I'll try my best to to ask him ask my guest it's gonna be good I want to say a huge thank you to everybody supporting my work and making this platform possible via patreon if you want to support my work and check out what I got go to patreon.com backslash truth 
Sika. If you do that, you get access to my entire discography of music. It's 200 plus songs about this this topic. Listen, I talk about aliens and angels and entities and elementals and God and fairies and pixies and the devil, all kinds of things, right? We talk about it all. Um, it's part of spirit, spirituality, spiritual growth, you know, and just putting that stuff to music, put a podcast to the music, go check it out. Really cool. Um, School of the mystics. That's something that you get access to. That's uh, Thursday nights, one, one night a month, two nights a month. I don't know. You got to watch your inbox, but it's the community aspect to what we're building here. Also, every Sunday we do breath work, guided meditations and conversations and tap and tapping in. And that's, that's a small group of people. And uh, so there's levels for that. For those of you who are looking for tribe and looking for community, man, make sure you check it out. Um, also, if you go to my website, truthseeker.com, you'll see that we have a event coming up. We have a reset, refresh, and renew retreat coming up in Mobile, Alabama, um, November the 20th with myself and my good friend, Illuminati Congo, John Hooks, man. Uh, I fell in love with breathwork um, because of him showing us. And it was amazing. It was beautiful. And this was back in 2012, 2013, in, in that in that uh, time frame, 2014 something. But it was before it was popular. Had no idea what it was, and um, really beautiful stuff that he's been teaching and bringing to the table. So we're going to be doing breath work. We're going to be doing uh, Kundalini yoga, guided meditations, walking through the forest, and just being with each other, man. Just getting a hug, hug, you know, brothers and sisters in the flesh. You know, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug, man. And that's what we do. I you know, see people in the in, in the community and stuff. We've been watching the podcast and listening to the music for years. And, and they drive across country and show up at this retreat and just greet each other with a big hug. Embrace each other. So It's so fun, so amazing. I love doing stuff in the flesh and in person uh, with the community, man. It's cool. So check it out. So much stuff over there. Truthseeker.com. My uh, guided meditations are at truthseeker.com as well. You guys know I put a lot of heart and soul, a lot of love into some of those. And uh, uh, there's voice actors that I've hired and sound effects. And when you meet angels or you fly through the heavens or you travel through the earth, you're hearing sound effects of rocks and uh, uh, angels and, and, and really cool stuff. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, there is none on the market that are like that. But I've made them free. I've made them free. You can go to truthseeker.com and download the throne room meditation, the encountering Jesus, the father God, of uh, heavenly father, earthly mother meditations. All of those have voice actors and I, I really like them. They're really cool. Go check them out. You can get it for free. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into tonight's episode. We have a double hitter today, double header. Double header, two shows back to back. We had a really good one this morning, and we're gonna have a really good one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is Adnan Abramovic. Did I pronounce that right, brother? Probably not, but I know you still love it's me. It's Adamovic, but that's all right. <laughs> Say no it again. Problem. Fix it. Adamovic. Adamovic. So the first name was right. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. You are the host of the UFO Hub podcast and if they want to find you they can type that in on any platform and you're going to pop up right yeah thanks to you i'm actually podcasting now so all the major podcasts um i recently quit i, I should say i stopped posting on twitter uh, facebook and instagram so the account is still there but uh, it's not active i basically kind of shine away from those platforms after 
close to a decade, you know, with no avail, constantly fighting with them. I was like, all right, let's just move on to other other things. And that's because of shadow banning and stuff like that, or? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, um, you know, I mean, after so many years, I would have a live show or have a video up and maybe one or two people would see it, you know, yeah. or like it, you know, and it's, um, you know, it acquired, you know, at least uh, three and a half or so thousand uh, and more on different platforms. And yeah. it's, I kept trying to kind of kind of trying to prop it up. And I just realized I don't agree with Facebook. So why am I still bothering? So I figured maybe a few years down the road, there might be somebody that would come across you for hub. So I don't want to take the name down since I already took it, you know, but at least uh, they will realize, oh, maybe there's content elsewhere. But yeah, no, shifting over um, to to podcasting, um, uh, when I had you on the show last time, uh, after the show, you remember our conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. you asked me, you know, just like, why am I not podcast? I was like, so much work. And you're like, not really, just try it. And I'm, I'm glad I did. And I appreciate you pointing that out yeah, because man. I guess I needed that third strike. I've had other people tell me about, about it before, but I just kind of um, brushed it off. And I guess um, you just convinced me to do it because it's yeah. i find it to be a lot easier and then we talked a, lo- a, a little bit about about uh, about it before the show and it seems like that they're not censoring like the other things are so i'm at least um, having something um audio wise that's in its true form without it being you know shadow banned or yeah. having to be changed out or thwarted in some way mm-hmm. i'm with you like i said i i, I i'm doing that and uh the sucky thing about it is that, man, we got such good video production and you got a really nice video camera and your setup's awesome and stuff and you got your mug and listen, I got all that stuff too, but it sucks because we got the video quality to it, but then where the traffic is, is on the podcasting apps where you're right, they haven't they haven't throttled it yet and hopefully they won't. Yeah, I hope, I hope it continues, but hopefully if... If things just move forward, um, eventually something's got to give. Um, how, in which form and how, I don't know. But when it does, I think we'll all will notice. Um, yeah. Because all of these other platforms uh, have been kind of set up on this very shady, um, very shady and the negative form of consumerism. You mm-hmm. know, don't get me wrong, I'm not against capitalism. It's just that um, a lot of people attribute um, uh, free market to capitalism and they're two different beasts you know it's like uh, corporations have greed and you know um no honor and and a lot of you know um more more morality is lacking i guess you know and so when people often uh think that the free market is what capitalism does it's like no that's just basically the 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 bad side of freedom you know if you say you're free that means the bad people also free to do things the way they do it. <laughs> yeah, man. What is that? But hey, it also a, means a, it's a private platform, man. They can do what they right. want. You know, it's like, it doesn't right. seem like it. It seems like this is like almost like government run and like cross the board and freedom and liberty on it. It was like, nope, we don't like what you say. We can pull your account or throttle you to where the only people who see it is the people that you bring to our platform from your email list or from wherever. We're not going to show anybody organic reach and, I mean, I've, I've experienced it too. I've told you like having, you know, it was the early days of YouTube, but I was getting 50,000 views an episode and, and, and the episodes weren't that good. Thumbnails were pretty cool. Titles were great and people would come and, and the audio sucked, but 
I got, you know, I got in front of people and it showed people who wanted to, to see it. It showed them my podcast. Now you can, I, 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 I urge everyone listening right now. I challenge you and maybe they changed it. I try to do stuff to fix it. Try to look up my episode with the mom from ET, D Wallace. Type in D Wallace, UFOs, D Wallace. No, no, no. Type in D Wallace and True Seeker. My name is spelled in such a way where if that combination of words should not appear anywhere else on YouTube, D Wallace and True Seeker. If you type that in, our episode should pop up, right? No, we're going to show you D Wallace and so-and-so. No, no, no. We're going to show you a different, you like aliens? Okay. We got another guy we want to show you. I was like, hold on. You, you typed in Truth Seeker. This isn't like recommended or beside a video. You took the time to, to look for it and they hid it from you. I don't, that's just insane. I don't, yeah, I, Google is transforming and, and I don't like it at all. Well, that's why I'll, out of all these other platforms, YouTube, I've still kept. And so um, basically I'm expanding um, um, everything on Telegram, expanding things um, hopefully through more of the podcast. I mean, I literally just started about two weeks ago. I mean, I started a lot sooner, but finally finished uploading my entire library. Yeah. You know, it's so anyway, um, it's basically I'm shifting over, you know, wherever I can. It sucks that uh, most people are still kind of bought into the main um, I guess these main uh, social networks, but yeah. I think uh, like back in the day, 20 plus years ago, if you wanted to know that good conspiratorial type stuff, you went elsewhere. That's you didn't find it on the main main platform. So um, hopefully they when they're ready, they'll they'll realize, oh, there's information I need somewhere else and they'll expand mm -hmm. to like Rumble and BitChute and, you know, all these other platforms are still available. Man, I go to uh... I type in on I type in that that same you know episode on on Google on YouTube doesn't show up. Google doesn't even show you my website most of the time. Sometimes it does, but if I go to DuckDuckGo, I find exactly what I'm looking for. Like DuckDuckGo, like so I've been using that as much as I can because type in here's I'm just throw some stuff out there. You uh, download YouTube MP3 if you need to extract your audio from YouTube. Google's going to hide that from you. They don't want you taking their audio off of YouTube and re-uploading it. So you got to go to DuckDuckGo and all of them will show up at the top. It is really, it's a, it's a, it's a war. It, it is what Alex, I can't even say his name. Jones said an info yep. war that that's happening. And he was right. Well, you know, I think at the, at the same time, uh, you might already know, but for those that, that don't, um, even if you're using the browser itself, first it was the search engine that was the issue, right? If, if you didn't want to be tracked or that they know what your interests were, mm -hmm. um, you know, people started using other search engines. Well, then they came up with the browser. And so now, even though if you're not using a search engine, the very browser still tracks you, you know? And so now not only do you have to do different search engines, different browsers and all these things to where you fully disconnected from that tracking system, you know? So if you're using Chrome, uh, you might as well forget using DuckDuckGo because all your data is still recorded, <laughs> you know? Because well, I mean, they're following your IP address. So that's what they're pulling the well, IP address. I mean, they know who you are. Right. Well, they, to that, and but it's at the same time uh, where before there was an agreement only if you're using if you're on their site, okay, you know, and through cookies and things yeah, like that. Okay, and yeah. but now when you download the entire browser, it's like they might as well have a window to your computer. <laughs>
For sure. It's insane. So let me ask you this just to make sure, which I'm sure you have, but just in case, have you downloaded and do you have all of your interviews, your entire library, do you have them backed up on hard drives? Yeah, well, that's how I originally started out. I was recording everything local and mm -hmm. do a uh, interview um, basically offline, get it edited and then post it. So only when I just recently, I think it was, I want to say March this year, that I actually started doing this because yeah. uh, before that I was nowhere to be seen or heard. <laughs> that's how I liked the interviews. I just wanted to uh, put up the person, have them yeah. talk about their subject and, and that's it. Um, I didn't want to, I guess... I didn't want to be the host and all this other stuff, but with different changes and where it moved to. And as it turns out with um, uh, 2020 and all the changes around the world, uh, uh, this turned out to be the, the best option if I still wanted to continue mm -hmm. doing it because I can't, um, me personally, I don't care, but some people, they, they don't want to meet in person still. They don't or want to come over to the studio. And so that puts down a lot of limitations. Yeah. But uh, I guess just doing over Skype or Zoom, then yeah. that opens up a whole, whole, you know, whole variety of paths. But but you got you got them backed up though, right? Yeah, the no, yeah, no, all, and, all the time, and the, and, and yeah. the new stuff too, right? Yeah, you're downloading. Yeah, no, stuff. every every time I'm kind of um, um, very OCD when it comes to that. You know, I like. Yeah, I lost some really good. Great. I lost some really good interviews over that stuff. Like really, like people I look up to since I was a kid. I got to interview them, and I was amazing. And then stuff happened and that I couldn't find the video anywhere. I'll say that. And, uh, yeah. And it sucks. It's a blow. Family channel got deleted and had a family channel. That was a blow. I couldn't find, couldn't, it didn't have nothing backed up, lost it all. Right. Well, you know, I found a uh, restream is, uh, when I thought I wanted to have all these different platforms before mm -hmm. I, close them down i like restream uh, there's some things that i hope they improve upon but it, it gives me my direct uncompressed um file That's so then that way i can immediately download it so even if youtube doesn't like it it immediately shuts it down mm -hmm. um they can't touch restream nice. unless restream gets in in cahoots with them so <laughs> Nice, nice. So, all right, now we we got that off our chest. Listen, it was one one podcaster, one content creator who's uh, trying to figure this out for, to another, right? And so we, we got it out yep. the way. But uh, let's talk about what you do, man. Let's talk about some of these interviews and and all that. So, I guess for people who don't know who you are, what you bring to the table, um, your podcast, how you got started, just kind of give an overview who you are, what you do to uh, people who are or, who are brand new to your work. Well, I guess I'll give you a short version and then like, you can ask away however much detail you would like. But um, uh, this UFO Hub came about uh, because of a download that I received in 2011. And that was after many years of experiences and a whole bunch of things and array of things happening. And so um, after I've had that download, it was kind of... Um, I guess already done and finished uh, uh, concept that I basically just had to fulfill. And so um, I saw the logo. I mean, I've changed it now to has a little blue circle, but originally it was just, um, you know, mm -hmm. just a UFO hub with, with a circle around it. And all of that was in that, in that vision. And it was uh, accompanied with a whole array of experiences showing me from very, very young age, how all the entire path led me to be able to do this, uh, that I, you know, the reason why I got into computers, the people I met that taught me about websites and uh, just electronics and things like that, that none of that was an accident. And so it, um, 
after this long period of, of different experiences, now I turned it into more of a, um, I guess, a productive or a practical way. Instead of just uh, constantly accumulating, inf accumulating information, I can uh, take that information now and then uh, kind of echo it out in forms of um, like via YouTube or other ways. Because in the say, it was also shown to me um, because part of part of the issue was that <clears throat> I have this passion for it. I would love for other people to know, but I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to sell anything to you. And so only if people ask me, I would happily talk to them about it. But, you know, um, when it comes to somebody say, hey, convince the other person, I'm like, <laughs> I just don't have the will. Not that I can't. It's just I don't want to. It's like I want to leave them alone to live their lives. And so in this download, it was just shown to me in the same way that other people had left books behind and that I considered, uh, you know, people to look up to and and research and and read up read about their experiences. I can also do videos, and so then then um, because of what I love doing, I can have an actual recording of them. Because there's something about the the voice and the visual of not just reading the author's book, but also seeing them how they mm -hmm. express themselves as human beings, and so that kind of helps you. If anything, it helps you translate the book better and it kind of adds a voice to to what you're reading. Usually it's your own voice as you're reading reading a book. And so anyway, um, I just have... Um... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just continued from the very, very beginning of 2014 when that occurred. Um, it constantly kept evolving. Um, went through several different versions of websites and constantly kept improving on audio and learning about audio and video and what's the best mm. best way because um, I I really I never I never really liked people that that put videos out there and they're, they're we're talking about subjects that were very interesting but I felt like they weren't doing them justice they would have shaky camera and talking to them in a public place with mm. background music, not background music, well, background music at some, but, you know, it would be very crowded and all kinds of things happening. And so um, uh, I wanted to, I guess it was a perfect example for me of how I did not want to do it. That's why a lot of the very beginning of the videos, it's simply a person um, with just a obscure background and later on just a black background and their word. And because most stories that we ever remember, things that we ever, um, you know, experience, it didn't always come with this huge pomp and circumstance. It was always just, you know, a quiet situation, you know, and, and the word, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you just take that in and you, you, 
you go forward in life with that. So I wanted to at least create the videos in that way to where there's no other distractions. I hope you learn something from them, uh, take it or leave it, and that would that would be it. Awesome, awesome. So just just so people know some of the people that you've interviewed, I, can, I mean, there's a huge list of people you've been doing this for a long time. I'm gonna throw out some names out there. L.A. Marzulli, just some of the ones that I recognize, right? L.A. Marzulli, uh, let's see, just scrolling through your YouTube. Um, so many people. Stanton Friedman is, a, is a, a heavy hitter. You've interviewed the heavy hitters is what I'm saying. Richard Dolan a couple times. Um, Dolores Cannon I've seen on there. Like uh, Eric Von Daniken. Um, uh, Jim Mars. Uh, so many people. Um, Daryl Anka, is that his name? With uh, Bashar? You had Daryl Anka, yeah. Anka, that was the, That on. was my, my, my bucket list right there. Wow, so good, yeah. Um, so many people, Tom, Tom Reed, I just had six years ago, you had Tom Reed on. Wow. I just mm -hmm. had him on the other day. Awesome. Tom Reed. He was a cool guy. I really liked him. Um, so many people and you've been doing this for a while. I like, uh, you know, I'm going back to the beginning. I like your first video. Sirius is often mistaken for a UFO. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was oh, uh, George yeah. Norrie. George Norrie. You got to throw his name in there. Oh, and this other one, Mark Passio, you've had him on, him on a couple of times. And like probably the biggest one, just like, and I'm not want to say his name because he's really big, but uh, True Seeker. Oh my God. Like you've had him on there too. He's like <laughs> in the name of those people. Insane. Oh, I know. That, that was the. Uh, you know, dream come true. <laughs> Bucket list. Yeah. No, I enjoyed having you very much. Yeah, man. It's good to be included among that roster of people that I look up to as well. Yeah, for sure. On your show. So like you, you've interviewed all those people. And um, so where did your love for ufology come? You talk about like having this download, like, but what specifically, and I know they cover a lot of different topics, but UFO hub, like that's the main hub. Like, where'd your love or fascination for, for ufology come from? Well, um, in the very beginning, I had no interest in, in UFOs. All I wanted to do is play soccer, uh, play sports, uh, live my life in Germany at that time. And uh, something, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, and I still... I have to, you always think back when I'm trying to figure out exactly what I should label it. I guess the best description would be an out-of-body experience. And um, there, when I was 11, uh, there was this period of time, that sounds weird to say it in this way, but I love to go to sleep. And every time I would, you know, mm -hmm. go lay down, close my eyes, I would, um, in that blackness, in that void, when you close your eyelids, you, I would see this, this, uh, um, almost reminded me of like if some of you that have Mac computers, that screensaver with these tentacles that has all these different rainbows. Well, in my case, it was just uh, white. And it was um, each night, it would come closer and closer and closer. And so it was more of a very, you know, very slow, subtle uh, setup where I was just so curious. And each night I wanted to go to bed, close my eyes, and there was again. And so I would open my eyes. It's pitch black, even outside. There's no lights mm -hmm. or anything like that that could be kind of reflecting. And so I was, that got me curious. And so as it got closer and closer and closer, um, basically it just took over my whole vision of wow. just, of of white and it was this one particular night where as i was kind of looking around in this white space i could start hearing and feeling things and it was it felt um 
felt like a jungle, very uh, moist air mm. and uh, tr very tropical. And the more and more that whiteness kind of um, crystallized into different, started uh, changing into these different colors. I saw um, basically I was just kind of in this, in this space where I was floating, what seemed to be in, in, in this tropical setting and a stone altar where somebody was laying there with all these different uh, small hooded beings around it. And so I, I was kind of hovering around trying to, to see more, but that whole uh, happening was kind of blurry to me. I couldn't make up, make up any details because I was curious who's, who's that laying there, who are these, these different beings. And so as I was kind of hovering around like a fly in a room, I then um, just getting frustrated, tried to focus as hard as I could. And within that instant, it felt like I broke through and it was like this full HD picture. And the second I did that, one of the beings just kind of turned like this. And they were about maybe two feet tall, but they were, you know, if you ever seen a small person run, they kind of... Um, um, striving, not, you know, they don't take the full steps. They're mm -hmm. like, you know, really stride forward, you know, towards you. And it was holding a, like a king's scepter, you know, mm -hmm. it was hooded frog-like face with a, a king's scepter and then hit me right in the middle. And I just, I got up and I realized I was in my room and I remembered, oh, that's right. I laid down because it's bedtime, you know, and that was kind of the, the beginning for all these different strange things, things that then continued throughout my life that eventually wow. got me to where I am today. Dude, and uh, just insane, to, I mean, that is crazy, just to sk skip around a little bit. It was actually just about two months ago. And believe you not, was as much of um, how included I was in talking to different people, being aware of their books and trying to figure out these things on my own. I finally found a picture of those beings and how I perceive them. And it's the uh, same types that- um, How can I find it? Cause uh, I have a picture in, I have a picture in, that came to my mind too, but how do I find the one that you're talking about? If you search, uh, let me see if I can, it's Whitley Strieber and it was, they were- um, The little blue guys? Uh, yeah, they, they're, the I don't, they're not blue. Okay. Let me see here. Um, have you interviewed him? Uh, yes, well, a couple of times. One time in person, another time over um, over uh, Skype. And Whitley Strieber hooded. Um... Yeah, his. Oh communion. yes, the, yeah, yeah. The, it's well, in, they were green and in in, in um, my experience, but they were about that that tall. So and that what, short. What was the? Was the? Do you have the picture or no? Um, I do. How, how? What would be a best way for me to send it to you? Hmm. Um. I don't know. I wish my producer was here. Um. It's not. You can't find it on Google. Is it on your website or anything? Or. Uh. You know. I have it. I found it on Google. I just. Oh. Okay. Is there, oh. Okay, maybe send, a chat. I, I'll just. Yeah. Yeah. Send, uh, just, me yeah. On, on chat on Zoom. Mm -hmm. I want to see. And so this, anyway. Man. Um. Right. And it was it was very interesting to me that when I was talking to my wife about this and I said, why is it that after all this time, just now I am um, becoming aware uh, that there is an actual um, 
depiction of them because this whole time I could have had a chance to, to see him, to see a picture, to realize someone else has saw, you know, saw them. And so, um, yeah, I've been, I was, I was trying to, for the longest time, even trying to uh, draw pictures and all of that. And then not realizing that actually there's a depiction of him already out there on the web. Okay. The little blue guys. Yes. But you said they were green. So in my case, it was green, green face. And it, it took a long time, you okay. know, to, to actually find this. And when I saw it, I was like, what? That was, that was more puzzling to me out of everything. You would have thought, oh, okay, they let me get close into the experience. I was more puzzled about why now. But then again, you know, knowing what I know, it's, um, there's timing. There's timing in place for everything. So I, I just... You know, said to myself, "All right, let's let's not drive myself crazy. I understand it. I see it now. Let's move forward." I'm showing it on the screen now for those um, who are watching. And so, there's the little fella. And you say it's a good representation of him. Um, and I and I'll try to put this on the website too um, for those of you who are listening on the podcasting apps who want to check it out. But um, yeah, I think Whitley Strieber referred to them as the scientist. I'm not 100 percent sure. The little scientist beings or whatever um really interesting really interesting so who do you think they were do you think th are they are they our creators do they are they guardians of certain realms that you peered into who do you, who do you when it comes to were? that experience um i can just save you time and just tell you i literally do not know mm -hmm. um well so i mean as much you're, you're missing I, out on, as much on writing as a bunch to... of books and more interviews if if you know <laughs> tell us who they are man <laughs> right right yeah, no, it's, it was, it's, you know, it was an experience that um, it got me more going because of how it felt as yeah. an experience, because I could uh, feel the air, I could smell the place. And it was, it was, um, you know, um, it smelled like uh, when you're in a forest, when the rain is falling, you know, mm -hmm. it just has that musty, uh, refreshing, you know, uh, you know, smell to it. Uh, I wasn't too, too uh, aware of the temperature, but that's what was so, um, I guess, what drew me into it. It's just to, to, because I've had, you know, I've had dreams before. Most people have dreams before where you could say, oh, wow, that was so real. Yeah. But this one was, was as real as my reality is now talking to you. And, uh, but then it also ended very quickly and then shifted quickly back to this reality. And so, it was mainly that uh, uh, trying to figure out what that was that led me forward instead of exactly who was that on the table and what were they doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, so much to piggyback off of that. So I, I have a practice and I've had experiences where um, I go into the light. I see the light, like you said, right. And it starts off small and it is part this part of my meditation practice is to wait until the light shows up. And so we've had some pretty profound experiences with it being, you know, the third eye that's vibrating and moving that maybe turns into a portal or what I would say from my tradition would be like, and essentially the light of God or the Holy Spirit or something that, that inner inner light that, that we have that, that can show up and maybe multiple lights can, can appear to you and it could have been something else. I don't know. I've had uh, pretty amazing encounters when you just wait and it pops up and then you focus on it and actually try to go into it like like a portal almost like you did um 
So that's, that's part of my practice, which is really interesting. I've also had it a time where it was spontaneous that we were just uh, with a couple guys in, in prayer and I closed my eyes and I saw a light being coming towards me, which I believe was who we call Jesus Christ, right? This light uh, silhouette of, of beautiful, radiant light. And it just kept coming closer and closer. And finally, it took up my entire vision in a dark room and it was all bright light and I could feel it. It had an energy to it. It it hurt, but it was healing and it was painful yet soothing, euphoric yet, you know, um, it was really interesting. It was a beautiful experience and um, light is energy, you know, and to, I don't know, you know, if that was related, if you saw the same light, if that's a portal, you know, there's portals, lights and, and uh, or, or portals that, that you can go through. Um, and a lot of the UFO stuff, you know, we see what we would think is a UFO and it's a light in the sky that's fluttering and flickering. And all of a sudden it expands and other ships or other lights come out of it. So it's almost like a rip in time or something that op something opened up a portal and uh, and things get to, to go through it and uh, and peer into the other side. Do you kind of. I mean, there was some kind of a portal that you entered into, right? Another thing comes to my mind with, with the God stuff is the Bible talks about, again, that light. And then, like, Adam walked with God in the cool of the morning. Like, in the coolness. Like, you felt like this tropical, you know, breeze. And, and, and you was you felt what it would feel like to be there physically, you know. Because I'm like you. I'm a seeker. I'm trying to... I'm trying to you know, take my own pieces of the puzzle and take your story and try to figure this stuff out. So what would you say with any of that? Does any of that make sense? Or you still have, like all like me and have more questions than you do answers even after all the study well, and, and stuff you've done, you know? Right. Well, like I, you know, like I was saying, I didn't pursue it any further trying to figure out exactly what that, uh, you know, that being being of tentacles was, you know, it was, it simply, it did the job, the purpose that I guess that occurred for, which was to then get me to where I ended up to then move forward from that. And so um, I could maybe, I don't want to jump, jump ahead. Maybe I can revisit this with you later. If mm -hmm. I ever get to cover some more, some more uh, experiences sure, sure. later that then I, I can draw more connections to it because um you know, maybe unless you have some other questions. No, we we, we're first. good. I was just wanting to, yeah, I was just, those are the connections I have in, in my head that I'm trying to make, but I didn't know if it, they would connect for you. So, yeah. You know, let, yeah, let me, let me uh, draw that connection back later after I share some more, ex more experiences with you. Okay. Um, yeah, we're trying to figure it out. You know, a lot of slippery stuff. And I mean, I, I, I jokingly said, you know, um, uh, you know, you could write a book, you know, because, uh, you know, there's people who have those experiences, but they come back with with too much details. I'll say it's too much detail. You didn't you don't remember all that. Yes, I do. It's they continue to give me downloads every day. Well, what's their diet like? Well, that, that little green guy, he eats vegetables only and his ship is powered by human blood and and they're going live and they got thousands of people watching on Facebook and YouTube. And, and next week, they're going to tell another story about the little fella and his war on his planet and why he was doing that sacrifice. And, you know, it's just so much stuff like that. So I guess for me to say that, and, and there's a lot of people, it muddies the water when you have a real encounter and you're really a seeker and you're trying to make sense of this stuff. 
and you've got the Bible says the wheat and the tares come up together. You got the real deal and you got the fake ones that are coming to choke it out and the, hey, no, we're the real ones. So when people are like trying to listen to the story, you just got some really good storytellers. And maybe the person who really had the encounter sucks at articulating it in story form or sharing it or captivating the audience with the real experience. Me like you, I talk to these people every day. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I have to make my assessment. So I say that to ask you, over the years, you've talked to people all across the board. Do you think anybody was making it up? Do you think that any of these people were lying to you um, with their stories? And whether it's a psychic inner knowing or they were proven to be liars eventually, a lot of that happens. They come clean and say, oh, I made it up, you know. Any of those experiences? Well, um, generally, the, the people I, I interviewed were people that I kind of came across um, just synchronistically because of what I had set out was to find the truth or at least, you know, have someone who's willing to come out and just tell their experience. And um, <clears throat> the a lot of times when I, especially when I first got into this, not necessarily recording interviews, but just the research, um, it wasn't anything cool about to be a contactee to talk about these different experiences. I mean, look at Whitley Strieber. Um, um, uh, you know, I, I appreciate and I admire very much of what he has done for uh, for the field of ufology. But um, I mean, if you look at the, the honesty that it came with and the things that he was describing mm -hmm. and talking about the, the basically anal rape, you know, and that's where all the different uh, jokes then came about, about mm -hmm. aliens abducting you mm -hmm. and, and putting stuff up your butt. You know, it's like, and th that was in my research that I could kind of, fi you know, find and figure out that was kind of like your core story where all these alien jokes came about. I mean, who wants to go through that? You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's not a uh, a pleasant thing to to tell a story as it as it happened, you know, and 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 stick to it for as many years that he as he has. So especially in in the beginning, there weren't that many people that wanted to come forward because it wasn't a um, yeah. celebrity um, worthy thing. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a worthy thing. It was. It would have brought you more laughter than anything. Now that it's a lot more mellowed down. You know, um, that's when it's has become a little bit more challenging and difficult to find the, the people that truly are researchers um, in their own in their own way that they might not be uh, famous, but they genuinely, let's say, if they're into Bigfoot, they go out and trying to figure out, OK, what is this about? Is the, you know, are they physical? Are they non-physical? Um, can we find physical proof of what about these big feet and these prints that we find in the ground? And so amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I hope that all the people that I've interviewed, um, mm-hmm. because of my inner in the guidance and the circumstance, how it happened that we got connected to do the interview that I've genuinely gotten everybody that is truly somebody with an experience to share. But at, at the end of the day, I'm, all I can do is have a platform, let them speak, and then let everyone else sort it out. Because I, I'm not a gatekeeper, as I've often tell, mm-hmm. you know, tell people. Um, I will bring in a guest and have you know people listen to them, and then they can decide. Okay, I don't want to listen anymore. What this person yeah. has to offer, you know, or I want more. Please tell me, yeah. you know. And that's how I felt like news should be, and so I tried to kind of conduct it in that way. And so, um, yes, there have been s- several times when when you know those people, they 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 won't stop contacting <laughs> you about. Please let me be on your show. I oh, have yeah. this great story. That's that's a very obvious red flag to me and genuinely always you know would turn them back or say sorry i'm too busy or something like that yeah you know it's very rare i literally maybe in all these years four or five people had in the in those ways usually it's me having to go out and then try to finesse my way into talking to me to be in front of camera to share the experiences because it's very personal you know it's very um hurtful but yet uh, embarrassing sometime um, just for the fact that, you know, when you know, when you talk to, uh, for lack of a better word, to, when, to a normie and you try to tell them about ghosts and frequencies and demons and all these other things, and let's say if they don't believe, you know, you can tell they're giving you that look that like, okay, I'm trying to be respectful, but I think you're nuts, you know? <laughs> and so <clears throat> that's what most people are still afraid of. Yeah. That thanks to some of my life experiences and the way I, I was basically grew up in the family, um, I gave up caring long ago. And so it was more, more about mm. me conveying as truthfully and accurately as, as I can, as what had occurred, what you take from it, I can only leave it up to you. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, you know, and, uh, and kind of let the chips fall where they may. And I've kind of taken that approach myself, you know, and, uh, you know, and I feel like I have a BS detector. I feel like I have a discerning spirit that I can tell. I learn personas and you learn stuff, you know, that I'm like, okay, you lost me with that. But that's me. Maybe not. Maybe not. Who am I to say I wasn't there? Because that's the strange thing, because I do feel that way about a lot of people, right? And everyone does to some extent, whether they're vocal about it or not. Um, but then we want people to believe our crazy, grandiose story. Yeah, I think that person's lying. But me, listen, 17 UFOs showed up in the middle of nowhere in an f- empty field in Las Vegas. And you're like, okay, you're just like, don't believe that person. Again, these stories come up together and we're trying to make sense sense of it all. And, you know, let, let the chips fall where they may. And I, I, I do trust everyone's process of like, you know, if I interview that person and then you know, you stop listening to my podcast or whatever, and you start listening to that person, maybe that's what you need, you know, or maybe, you know, you join that person's UFO cult or that person's tantric yoga cult. That's what you were looking for. And it found you. So versus me being with somebody who's promoting it on my platform, 
no like it's up to you to be able to to be your own researcher in your own berean about whoever we talk to like i've got my opinions and i try not to you know i don't try to name names especially on here um but yeah you you there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on you know as far as you know opinions and and people copying other people's work and all that kind of stuff you know um so can i add ahead, something real quick sure before we finish up the, on this part um well when it comes to my my personal experiences what i've always uh because i again i, I don't i don't like to sell things you know mm -hmm. and so um before i even spoke the very first time in 2017 i believe that was um i went through uh, many years of this very mind altering uh, in more ways than one uh, experiences to where i needed and wanted to put myself in all these different situations to get my own experience before i can go out and speak to people about it because For sure I still consider myself a normal person. You know, I still understand when somebody says, I don't believe, or they give you that look, I understand what that world is like for them. So I, uh, in order for me to be able to talk to everyone else, doesn't matter what level you're, you're on, I needed to have that experience before I can move forward and then disseminate it and try to find words yeah. And, and, and on their level to explain to them, to connect those dots. Because if you just literally go from, you know, there's aliens out there, they're doing all this, there's <laughs> ships, there's armadas, yeah. that you lost them. But if you give them a step-by-step -step process to show how you got there, then it makes more sense and they can, they, it leaves them a little bit more open to, to understand. Because especially when people ask me, I want to use that opportunity to say, okay, they have an interest, I don't want to waste it. You know, and so I start off slow. If they want more, they come back more later, you yeah. know, but I don't make it my mission to like, I'm going to convert this person, Yeah. you know, and it was just, uh, I mean, the very first time uh, when, when my coworkers back in like 08 and, and, you know, 9, 10, 11, found out that I was into UFOs. And then of course, doing later on with what I do with UFO Hub, you know, they're like, but you seem so normal. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, uh, to me, you know, that was a compliment, but I understood what they meant, mm -hmm. you know, because they expected a crazy person to be into this stuff, a, a person that you can't understand, that's incoherent, that just blabbles about all kinds yeah. of stuff all the time, you know, and here I was years around them being able to talk to them about everything else, plus have this whole background of UFOs that most people don't accept. Yeah, and that's that's part of the process, you know, of unfolding and and um you know that's one thing that i, I appreciate about um jordan maxwell who always said uh never trust the person who claims to have the truth but I always trust you can always trust the person who's seeking it you know versus that person that claims to be, have the only way and this is the only way follow me it's like yeah i was that person you know not with ufology maybe a little bit early on but it was just because i came from uh, Christianity, which you like the goal was to convert people. The goal was to win a conversation. The goal was to convince people. And I had to give that up like I, for my own peace and, and found out I was doing it wrong and all of that stuff. Right. I had it twisted for sure. And so I know what it's like to be out there and trying to win conversations and try to convert people to believe in UFOs and all this kind of stuff. So for me, and I'm sure for you and many other people, there's a kind of a grace that I have now. It's like, listen, an, 
I know what I had to go through to have these experiences and what it cost me and, and, and what happened. And unless you've done that, you really can't speak on it. But you got people speaking on it as an an expert and they've never experienced it, right? It's like, hold on. I, I can tell you how many hours I spent stargazing by myself under the stars. Hours, days, you know, until something something shifted. I've seen a star move. Wait, wait, something happened, you know? And, uh, and it's hours of me waiting and anticipating and listening to probably your podcast. I'm sure I've come across it, you know, and, um, and all of that stuff happened. And then it's like, okay, convince me, convince me you saw it. You know, I, uh, I read a, I read a, a, a chapter in the Bible yesterday where Jesus was like, you know, he'd go about doing awesome feats and he's healing people and casting out demons and stuff. And he comes to the, the Pharisees and the the people that look down on him and say, hey, show us some of your miracles. Show us your miracles. He's like, no. What do you mean show? Like, you want me to, you know, start dancing and freaking, you know, just so you can critique my miracles or you can critique this stuff or whatever. And and it's essentially throwing pearls before swine. You know, something that's so beautiful and so personal to you and you're going to wear your heart on your sleeve and finally open up and share your story. Yeah, you should be protective of of it if it means something to you you know because people will trample it under you under their feet people will blog about you people will call you crazy and talk about you on the job you know and i i made sure that i didn't talk about any of this stuff on the job back in the day you know um i showed up and talked about football you know i showed up and talked about how about them cowboys man did y'all watch the game oh yeah and i really i couldn't tell them i was in the woods this weekend eating mushrooms seeing God facing <laughs> and having angels talk to me. I couldn't tell him that y'all seen the Cowboys, man. They seen that pass he did. And I didn't see him. I had to watch it a little bit just to find common ground with those people. But if they knew what I represented and if they ask, then like you said, they initiated it, not me. And I'll give them, you know, some more. We'll talk about it. You know? Well, you know, there's these two, two factors of these experiences that come out. There's, the initial experience that really gets your curiosity going. And that's the one where you want people to, to believe and kind of get on the journey with you. But when you've had that experience that you've been seeking, I found it to be actually quite the opposite. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to anyone else, you know, because it's beyond what I've, what I know, yeah. or, you know, it's not beyond what, not necessarily beyond what I know, beyond of uh, my um, desire to even want to convey to you. Because once you understand, like, okay, this is how things work. This is who they are. This is why you are here and all these other things. It just kind of gives you this calm and peace. It just kind of mellows you out. And it makes it even harder to then to yet still want to come out and then still chit chat about it and talk about it. It's it's in the very beginning when I was still just searching, you know, I've, you know, anytime somebody Stephen even gave a buzzword of just like, you have, uh, yeah, yeah, let me talk to you about that, yeah. you know? And my friends who always, you know, make fun of me too. Uh, they would always say, it's like, oh, he comes to 11 o'clock when things calm down, he comes at now with his conspiracies and UFOs, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but that was my time, you know, yeah. when I was still searching, but for then sure, when I found sure. it, they, they noticed that changed because then I stopped, you know, and then they kept coming like, why are you so quiet? Tell us more. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have my chance. That's why I, that's how I am too. Like, you know, I used to debate people when I was really into th that kind of stuff and like, you know, and 
convincing and all that stuff and arguing a lot of arguing too and going back and forth and stuff and i kind of i graduated from that i don't do that anymore and um and, and people will try to do that they'll try to debate me or oh, that's not the way like, i don't care like okay you have your beliefs i have mine for a reason i've experienced some things and you haven't or you have and it led you to a different understanding so i'm not trying to convince anybody of anything the people who are interested in in this stuff at least early on the way the internet was set up those people would google how to summon a ufo and maybe they'll find my podcast and when google would show you you know this you know youtube would show you the videos now it's maybe a little bit differently it works but um yeah quit i quit quit proselytizing and having to sell something to the person you know um and and just meeting people where they are and just this is my story this is what i believe but like you said too a lot of things come come full circle you know a lot of things come full circle as far as um having like um experiences where you know you were crucified you were made fun of you know you uh even even in ufology these scary stories and stories that people are ashamed of and now they they're celebrated you know now we you know um it's and it's invaded pop culture in a sense you know and a lot of that has to do with the work that we did or being ridiculed early on for it you know now we get to wake up and i do this for a living like this is what i do i i talk about these experiences i i, I still research and encounter and 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 interview people who have had these experiences but early on it was laughed at and scoffed and now those people come full circle hey man now that trump you know introduced space force what's going on or now they're experts all of a sudden in conspiracy and in ufology and stuff like that it's like dude i was talking to you in 20 2009 about this stuff and you guys were making making fun of me and saying that i'm woo woo but now you're an expert on all of this stuff supposedly right so everything comes full circle mm. for sure I, w I want to ask you a couple more questions here um uh just about you know interviewing and stuff and who who were some of your your inspirations because like i i have inspirations of, which were mostly like people i listened to a lot of hours of and and i like the way they do it and i maybe could critique it but what were some of the stuff you were you, you know podcast or 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 they wouldn't have called them podcasts back then but radio shows and interviews was it was it coast to coast was it project camelot what were some of the ones that was like you know what i, I want to do that or or i can do that what were some of your inspirations as far as a, a interview style with people well you know i wish i could um i wish i could say that there was one particular person i especially at that time because like we were talking about earlier when you're in that searching process you're trying to get the most truthful information possible so my examples were people of how not to do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's I was good. looking at them, what they were doing, and I was like, I am not doing this, <laughs> you know? And so I took examples like that to then improve on my, my process, you know, but uh, definitely when it then later on, as I realized more of what I'm doing and how I want to go about it, um, I can't help but after figuring out how I don't want it, um, George Nori was definitely right up there yeah. because um, um, I mean, anyone that's, that's worth their salt nowadays, you know, if they haven't heard about coast to coast AM, it's like, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be in this field. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's just my opinion. And um, 
basically uh, as much as people uh, hate on George and the way sometimes he conducts interviews so differently than Art Bell did mm -hmm. um, I love them both but some people always want favorites and so if they loved Art they hate George mm -hmm. you know and uh, yeah. but usually it's not the other way around people that love George also love Art so wow. but um, uh, but either way the, the whole point is that um, I generally liked that he was always just quiet when he when he talks to people, you know, he would just let them speak and not have to correct them or challenge them and all these other things. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, that's a good way, you know, and, and you know, I, sub, I guess subconsciously is just picked it up in that way and, and just continued with it. Uh, plus, uh, you know, maybe maybe it had a lot to do with the fact that when I very first started out, I mean, I had this riggedy camera and this cheap microphone, what I could afford at that time. I mean, my entire setup maybe didn't cost more than $200, you know, and um, the third person I ever got to interview, uh, but very first one was uh, my a very good friend that has now passed away, uh, Joe Palermo. It was basically using his camera and his microphone at the place he was staying at to interview him. <laughs> that was my very first interview. I didn't even have any equipment, you know. And so then second interview with, um, I think it was Margie Kay. And then the very third, very, the third one, Bam, George Norrie. And so um, it was, you want to talk about a booster of, of confidence and all these other things, because before you're not quite sure if you're uh, valid, you know, if you're, if you're, um, you know, what's the word? Um, qualified yeah. to do that, yeah. you know, and then you have somebody like George answer me. And that was uh, something that I guess, I guess not everyone can experience, but George mm -hmm. really, you know, helps people a lot of, I mean, even to this day, from the very beginning, he was, you know, to do the interview. And then also continue the conversation and I could reach reach him. And I mean, he, he has absolutely nothing to gain from me, you know, yeah. and but yet he opened his doors in, in, in that way. And he's done that for many other people that I know, um, uh, that I know personally. And so um, regardless what people say online about him, how much they hate the way he does the interview or whatever, um, I know that, you know, he's one of a kind in more ways than once. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, uh, same same thing same thing you know listening to hours and hours of coast to coast am and um i think i came late art art bell you know he, he i guess he, he wasn't a part of it anymore and so i i listened to george nori and i loved the way he interviewed people and i loved the way he didn't belittle them or make them feel silly and and it would he'd find common ground with the people and he'd let you have some really interesting conversations whether those people were lying or they were crazy or they really experienced it, he would respect them. And I remember people calling in and saying, uh, I'm looking at the moon and the moon's moving across the sky. Like the moon is, right. is it's moving in real time like a spaceship. And you look at the moon and all this. He was like, really? How fast is it? And he was just like asking questions to kind of probe her to like have great radio and and like, you know, who is he to judge? He doesn't know. He respects the people. And I really, um, that, that inspired me, you know, to, to have people on, but I will say that for me stepping out and I'm, I'm sure, you know, for you being a student as well, some of this has to be picked up from you, but you would, I would listen to coast to coast or other interviews, whoever project Camelot, whatever I was listening to the person on and they would, the person would tell their story and then, George might let them 
changed the subject really quick. And me being like, oh, like, hold on. Like, and it's like, yes, uh, 17 uh, uh, beings showed up in my room. And then I was in the car with my friend and we went to McDonald's and we got a good burger. Wait, what'd they look like? What did what they look like? What they, who were they? Did you ever find out? Did they come back? Did they? So me, I would like take notes listening to Coast to Coast and then interview the, uh, uh, email the guest and say, hey, uh, I got a podcast and would you, I'd love to have you on. And so I've got, I've already got all these questions because I was driving a truck for a living and I'm listening to hours and hours and hours of Coast to Coast. So I'm like almost like a part two or like a continuation of, you know, right. the George Norrie interview and stuff. So that's, that was definitely what, what lit a flame within me. And I thought it was really cool. Like you said that, you know, somebody like George Norrie or whoever that we put on a pedestal, uh, because they're a big name or, or really successful, they would get back with you. And that lit a fire within me, but it kind of was weird because Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My production wasn't that good. I sucked at interviewing people. I might not be that great at doing it now, but I'll tell you what, I'm a lot better than listening to those old recordings on blog talk radio interviewing James Gilliland and Jordan Maxwell and Michael Heiser and uh, everybody, the people just on coast to coast, man. So it was, it was definitely what, what uh, inspired me to, to do a lot of this too. So. And, and you just had George Norrie on recently, right? He came back on. Yeah, yeah, because <clears throat> he was uh, at the Ozark UFO conference, and that's why I usually got most of my interviews. Okay. And so, because um, it was part of, uh, you know, part of money saving and uh, saving time. And before, I would usually drive to the location to get one interview, and I have mm. to set up, get the camera angles and all the lighting and all this other stuff. You that, do it all by yourself? That. Correct. And so, um, and it was, it was challenging because I mean, at that time I even had more will and energy to, to just keep at it. But, um, then I just kind of thought about this, like, okay, what can I do to make my life a lot easier? And, um, when I started this in 14, I had already since 2012 started going to the Ozark mountain UFO conference here in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And so it just kind of like hit me as like, well, hold on a minute. I have nine people that are researchers in this field they're going to be in one location for four days you know and so then i would um, get a room and uh, set up everything in that room set it up the way i want it and then i already then would reach out to him and set up the times uh different days and and um 
uh, yeah, different times and different days, and then just have him basically be in my room and have him just come in, knock on the door, have about an hour and a half time span to two hours, get the interview done, back to footage up. By that time, the next person came in. And so, or if I had some time, then I would go in and watch uh, some of the, uh, the presentations or just hang out with people, or just rest. And so that was my, um, I would only pretty much get to interview those people for that time span and I would uh, upload them and that's all I did for the whole year because I was trying to amongst along with you know paying uh, mortgage and insurance and all these other things I was trying to save up as much as I could so that if I did go out I would do an interview with one person but it would cost like six seven hundred dollars that includes a hotel that needs to be rented yeah. for at least a couple of days the gas for there and back you know, and maybe it's the food that I'm there to eat something and all this other stuff. So um, it it wasn't easy in that way. So it, it was more economical and made more sense to where, you know, I can just work with the conference, um, let them know who I am, and then, you know, go from there. And it worked out great because, um, you know, um, they then started helping me more too to get a better room and all this other stuff to where then I had more space to set up. And then the, the black backdrop as, it, as some of the videos, you know, mm -hmm. are there now, uh, I was able to set up because hotel rooms usually can't because bed in the way and there's a chair with a little <laughs> stand and all of that. But these other rooms that they hooked me up with, they basically just had more room where I can just set all that up and in return i would then also along with the intro i have their logo come up and so then it helped with the advertisement so every video that i did it would also promote them too so that's so cool yeah man those those early days of, of doing it and setting it up and and your and your quality came out the gate good so a lot of times you know i'm sure you were taking notes of watching the bad interviews like you said and wind and going on and you know all kinds of stuff going it was on. a lot of learning it was a yeah. lot of learning because uh, you know especially if if you were talking about coast to coast you hear nothing when there's silence and so i was like, how do you get that you know so i would uh, set up my mic and then i would act like okay if my room was hotel room let's record and i would record it and i was like that was pretty quiet you know and i'd play back and it's like shh, shh, yeah. shh, shh, <laughs> yeah. you know all yeah. kinds of things and so over the years i would then figure out okay then you know we figure out what the noise gate is and you know um and just basically what what best best you know what was best how to how sensitive the mic should be mm -hmm. and then the next part was about lighting and um, you're figuring out about that. How do I get the best color or at least the color that I liked? I know you can't make everybody happy, but mm -hmm. I was like, if I was me, how would I do it? <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, um, but yeah, it was just, uh, you know, taking the time to, fi to, fig uh, to figure that out because I wanted um, not only for myself, but I also wanted the field to be taken seriously. And so if I, because look at the, um, I'm a sense of myself, the BS that the mainstream media sells to you, when they sell it to you, they sell it to you in the best way possible. They give you a high quality BS mm -hmm. with high quality mm -hmm. audio BS that you then just take the BS sandwich and you go, mm, delicious, mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, that's what we all do. Most of the time we don't, yeah. we don't, we just let, let them, you know, being inundated by it. And so I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, I would have to try to get it as best as possible so that um, it's 
yes, it may in the beginning might look amateurish, but at least I've given them a clean audio, clean video to where they can hear and see the person clearly, then they can make up their mind about the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the best way to do it. And you did a good job. And like I said, you know, come out with heavy hitters, George Norrie being your third interview and, and you haven't stopped, man. I didn't know you was in, in the States, bro. I didn't know you was in, in America. George Nori? No, you. Oh, yeah. No, i am um, been uh, St. Louis, Missouri for the majority of, of my time in the United States. When we f- first fresh off the boat, or in my case, fresh off the airplane, we uh, landed in uh, uh, Lambert International Airport in St. Louis, and that was my home base for a while. And in 2015, moved to um, Arkansas. What, what uh, year did you, did you come to the States? Uh, uh, September 28th. 30th i'm still i'm not sure exactly but i, I have to feel, i have to look at the the times but it was september 20th or 30th uh because there's a travel time from europe to to the united states and mm-hmm. so i'm always thrown off i know when we left but by the time you arrive it's a different date you know Wait, so anyway um uh 19 1998 okay cool cool yeah i so, yeah i didn't know i didn't know you were here i know we had a time I know we had a time difference for, for like time zones and we're trying to figure it out and stuff, but I was thinking it was right. like a huge time difference, like on the other side of the, the world. I didn't know you were here and we was dealing with that little one or two hour time difference, you know? Right. Um, no, it was just that. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Um, yeah. Mo- moving with- down here with it's just uh, uh, after I set, built the studio and get it all set up, I'm glad that um, um, I don't have to, uh, I guess, try to, figure out any more of those those other things i already have a place set up and i just have to like i was telling you before we started this all, all i gotta do now is just direct the people if they can move three inches to the left or right on their chair <laughs> you know kind of like Center that before i hit hit stream and then yeah. putting out the video out there now since you since you were working with the um the event and stuff like that did you ever did anybody ever have uh, anybody ever charge you? Have you ever pay, paid for an interview or has everything just been? No, I would I, would, I never would. I had some people that were requesting money mm-hmm. and it was literally only one person. And I just stay, stood away, you know, um, stayed away from that because uh, to me, I don't consider myself a journalist, but it's it has a lot to do with journalistic integrity. Mm-hmm. You can't find the truthful information uh, when you pay somebody, you know, because yeah. then they're more prone to agree or be led by you as an interviewer, because then they have mm-hmm. an obligation to perform right. in some way. And so for me, I always kept that in mind. It's like I, you know, my channel is small. I'm sorry that I can't give you a lot of reach, but yeah. you know, would you be interested in doing this interview? And they're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so as things grew, that because that's the whole point of a podcast or or most of these shows is that mm-hmm. whoever has a book or whatever story they have is that they will help them reach bigger circle. Yeah. And that's the that's the exchange. You know, uh, I just I never wanted money to to muddy the or dirty the waters mm-hmm. well it's okay so so you want money but but or or even vice versa to to pay i've never paid anybody i've offered to you know what i'm saying like hey man like what, what do we got to do to make this happen like whether it's like you know bucket list stuff childhood star and i'm talking about big name people but i've never had to pay anybody people think i have because i get some pretty you know i've had pretty big people on but like in my head it's like okay how much money do i need to get 
the insane clown posse on here? Like how much for an interview? Is it 500? Is it 300? Like, I really want to talk to you before uh, you guys pass away. You know what I'm saying? Like childhood bucket list. I'd love to pick your brain about the, the show business and, and this kind of stuff. So some of those things. But again, when money comes into the picture, then it, it muddies up the water a lot. And I, I, I've, I guess, been open and willing to, to pay somebody if they asked, but um, I've never paid anybody myself. Well, you know, um, when I set up, the, when I did this setup, um, because it's, you know, a studio, uh, I was kind of then researching because I didn't know. It's like, um, if I want somebody over here and want to inconvenience him for a day or two, and I want them sitting right in that chair across from me, yeah. um, that was something at least not as a payment, but to be polite is to say, hey, I will drive you or fly you here. Yeah. I will offer to pay for the hotel room you being here to to be here during this time to do the interview, yeah. not to get paid for the interview, but at least for the inconvenience and the yeah. time, because I can't expect them to buy, let's say if they live in LA and I'm in Arkansas for them to pay for themselves, to fly themselves so, here, so you have done that. to pay. Or you just talk. No, no, about I have not. I have not. I'm just talking future. in theory. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's gotcha. never happened because I've okay. just set this up, but yeah. For one, I still well, can't afford I, that. Well, you know, but if and one, when, in you the can future. fly me out. I'll come up there. You can fly me out. And then, you <laughs> All know, right. You ain't gotta, yeah, you ain't gotta sure. pay me. Just pay for my ticket and. Uh, yeah. That, you know, yep. Joking. Some place to stay and food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, there is something different about it, you know. And I, I really like that. There's a lot. There's a lot of, uh, I guess you would call it nuance, but there's a lot of connection that's lost even over the video. And I'm sure you're, you're, you're aware of that. And people are like. Like sometimes there's lags, like as far as like you start talking over each other and even on playback, it sounds worse than it did live. Like there's mm. something with the audio and I'll go back and listen. I was like, was I really cutting those people off like that? Because they weren't even done speaking and, and on the audio and it sounded like that. And so there's a lot of nuance that's that's lost versus sitting in the room with the individual, too, you know? But you got to learn to, well, to uh, do Zoom, you right. know? Everybody had to learn. Well, you know, uh, one of the parts before I even wanted to attempt this, it, what was very, very important to me was to actually have a, um, in order to do live, the fastest connection I could possibly have. For sure. So initially when I kind of started in this format, there were webcasts, which was, uh, they were over Skype, uh, but recorded. And so then I could, in editing, figure things out and mm -hmm. you know space things out and make it work. Um, usually the lag wasn't that bad as with as bad of a connection that I had, but um, I kind of became a pain in the butt for the local telephone company for the longest time because I heard when I first moved here that they had run a um, 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 fiber, fiber optic. optics cable, yeah. right? And here we are, I mean, we're in the middle of the woods and they ran it all the way out here. I was like, okay, so what, what, where's the connection? And they're like, oh, maybe five years from now, we're gonna then, you know, activate that line. I was like, are you kidding me? You know? And so I would call and talk to the managers, talk to the higher ups, talk to everybody possible. And it's finally just kind of, um, because where I work is uh, for Ozark Mountain Publishing, it's my day job. And so, um, basically they have the business here like just like 300 feet from my house where i sit here and so um i kind of just had this spur of a you know what you know flash of genius i was like they're a business 
and they have a lot of books coming in and out, all kinds of stuff. So then I approached the higher up of Ozark at that time. Uh, and I said, why don't you call instead of me, this lowly resident calling, you know, talking to him all the time, say, as a business, we have to go, you know, 45 miles out to the nearest town, which is Fayetteville and all these bigger towns in Northwest Arkansas to upload videos and do all that. And it's costing us a lot in business and all these other things. And I said, approach it that way and see if you can get them to activate that line. And, and so she did, she came back and she's like, I got them to come out. I was like, you got them to come out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so then I said, well, did you talk to everyone else that lives here? You know, we have like four or five different houses. Can we also get the faster internet connection? And so long story short, I put down everybody's names and addresses, got sent that off. And the next thing we knew, they said, um, you know, in three months, we're going to activate the new line. So it literally went from half a meg upload and 10 meg download to 150 upload, 150 download. That's a huge difference Dude, I'm, in speed and everything I, else. Same story. And so, same story. Yeah. But no, it was funny because uh, my father-in-law, he makes fun of me all the time when, the, when that, uh, that digger showed up because they have the cables and they dig through wherever the lines had to be. Um, he said, you were more excited to see that than when you were on the day your child was born. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I said, uh, maybe true, but <laughs> hey, you have no idea what-, what This is a, how I'm uh, going to pay for know. that child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it just- uh, the convenience to have that. So basically where I'm sitting in the middle of, you know, you know, backwards Arkansas, I have a gig line, you know, and my brother who lives in San Luis with all these different companies, they still only get, um, you know, like maybe a hundred download, 10 meg yeah. upload. Yeah. I went through that same thing and, uh, calling every day. I'm talking about freaking out. I had this thing happen where, my internet would cut off at random times of the day and stay off for 20 seconds or stay off for 10 minutes or whatever. Like, I mean, it was just like random and, and it just all of a sudden started doing it. And, uh, I would, I would have big names on, I would be live streaming with Jordan Maxwell. And then all of a sudden the internet drops out and I pick up my phone and I try to like, okay, I think, I think Zoom's recording, so maybe I can just tap, tap back into my Zoom on my phone and, and we'll continue. And I had to do little stuff like that, but I can't tell you, like, uh, I can tell you because you you know yeah. you've been there of, like, pulling teeth and calling and trying to talk to the right people. And, okay, we're sent, they were sending all these people out to look at my internet. It was like, oh, I think it's your internet. And they, well, the internet looks good. It's like, it's not, bro. But when they get here, it works. But when they leave, it stops. They're like, bro, like, <laughs> this is what I do for a well, living. It's, and they're like, well, you yeah, can pay. It's worse when you care. Yeah. All of sure. that, it's it's wor wor worse when you care. Because for someone that has a show and wants to have the best quality possible, any little hiccup, you know, any anything that can possibly go wrong, you know, yeah. you're sweating it. You know, trying to work it out, trying to figure it out. I mean, I don't know how your setup is. And I try to keep mine as, you know, uh, keep it simple stupid that's my my motto you know and basically be able to have all these things running off of one place where i just do a few clicks but 
because of that load that's being put on that machine, I have to make sure that, you know, I'm not bogging it down with anything else. You know, it's got enough cooling and, you know, running the way I need it to run. Yeah. And so anyway, but all of that just means that, you know, you care for what you do and how the eventual outcome, you know, would be from, from what, from the happening. Yeah. And it came full circle, but it was a several months of, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out because I couldn't do, I mean, I was cutting off mid Senate, you know, mid podcast, it shut off and I couldn't plan nothing. And then I was trying to find workarounds and I couldn't find it. I was, uh, I, I called and, and ended up getting a different company to come out. I had two internets at one time. I was trying to tether my phone, use my phone internet to the computer right? where it would pull off my phone. And that was more stable than than the internet that I had. Then I was trying to, I was finding apps and stuff that I was paying crazy money for to, to use my phone internet and my internet together. So if my internet dropped, then the phone internet would keep it going. It was all kinds of just crazy stuff of just trying to figure it out. Finally, they were like, um, you know, they came out about 10 times and I keep calling, keep calling, keep calling. And finally they, they, one guy's like, let me open the box for you. So he got up in the box and there was water in the telephone box and uh and it was full of water and it was corroded and he's like there's your problem and he fixed it and it started it started working again better i was like dude all you you got send 10 people out here talking about it something going on on my end and all this dude the dude opened up the box and was like oh yeah there's the problem and like you said about the fiber optics less than a mile down the road everybody had fiber optics but we had you know, eight up, I had eight upload, which was good. That's, you know, if it worked, eight, eight was good. But now yeah. I moved to the city where for even cheaper, uh, 200 up and 200 down, you know, and, you know, we can run so much, but those are the little things that matter when you're trying to, you know, run a podcast. I remember having to put videos on in the morning and they wouldn't be uploaded till in till the night. Cause I, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as upload speed because they don't, they used to didn't advertise, advertise it. I guess if it was so slow, I wouldn't advertise it either, but it was like, it wasn't even one upload. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I've got nice cameras and everything, and I'm doing, I'm like, why does my video look bad? I got a nice camera. But I look on their end and I'm all blurry and pixelated. And I didn't know it's your upload speed is not even one. And you need a good constant five to stream in 1080, you know. And so you learn and you get better and you get better. And yeah, it's part of it. Right. What's next for you, yeah, man? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's, it's well, because they always, um, 
the download is what most companies have always concentrated yeah. on because most people were just consumers of information, you know, only with advent yeah. of YouTube and other things, it started going the other way around. Just live streaming, yeah. People were, yeah, live streaming, Gamers, uploading videos. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe now, but the very first viral viral video on YouTube was a video of a cat, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. Playing, playing and the, uh, chopsticks the, with it. <laughs> recorded, recorded by somebody, you know, but yeah. the whole point is that's when the shift happened. So that's why they never always, you know, they never concentrated on how much upload speed they gave you as long as you had enough download. Yep, yep. Um, man, what you got? What's what's coming up next for you, man? Um, what's, what you got coming up? Same thing. Keep doing what's working. Keep doing the, the podcast. Keep interviewing people. What, what, you, what, what do you feel like is coming up next? Well, I had uh, I took a, about a month off mm -hmm. to get some things prepped and ready for, you know, around the house and in the studio and then change some things around. I uh, tried to get it more soundproofed and whatnot. So now that I'm finally <clears throat> finally there, I would just basically just keep doing this, you know, do my day job. And then on certain days, Wednesdays and Fridays, just, you know, keep keep um, talking to whoever else wants to talk to me and also having the open lines where people can call in over telegram and then share their stories themselves so that um, it at least gives them an opportunity to at least tell somebody, you know, because a lot of the, the general story I always hear from people is that uh, friends and family and people they're surrounded with just don't want to hear it, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, well, find refuge online, you know, amongst all the other crazies. That's what I did. And I'm sure that's what you did as well, right? And you're just trying to pay it forward. Right. I mean, right. Well, I mean, I found in, in the very beginning, the only refuge I had is among the, the, the books and library. Yeah. You know, and then only later when uh, different websites became more prevalent and uh, more and more people had websites. Because, I mean, 1998 was kind of like the heyday beginning of, of really... Um, average everyday person to be, you know, wanting to get online and only like the big companies, like or big bands, for example, I remember in 97, we had to, you know, we had a whole school trip to go to the only computer in town, you know, <laughs> <AOL>. <laughs> that was at, that was at the bank that had AOL uh, that basically had access to the internet. And of course, majority of the class were girls. And so the first website that I actually got to participate in visiting was Backstreet Boys. <laughs> mm, that's funny. Yep. So, but yeah, no, it was. And then after, you know, after a while, then you, you, these different people started having their mail. own websites to where then now you could reach out to somebody that did talk about ghosts and then did post about UFOs, you know, and then what they understood, you know, who are the Zeta Reticuli and all that information out there, you know, it just became this convoluted library of, of everything UFO and, and supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like you, man, just trying to pay it forward to uh, have that hub, have what I needed at that, at that time. Like, okay, when I was going through this stuff and it was, everything was brand new, what did I need? I listen, I, I called into so many podcasts, dude. You know, I, I listen for hours and I call in and try to talk to the guests. I have asking questions, you know, so I try to make that, you know, we got phone numbers here and Zoom and stuff like that where people can call in. I'm trying to f figure out the best one. Like I've experimented with a lot, trying to get an 800 number, trying to uh, maybe give uh, patrons access to join the live stream via Zoom on this with us. Um, uh, I've used a lot of different call, call, call things stuff and you get trolls that call in you get people who call in and curse you get c people call in and just start screaming you get a lot of weird stuff but for you as 
you know, was, was Telegram your first thing that you went with? Did you try phone lines? Did you try something else? Or was Telegram like the first? Telegram was the first thing I went. Well, I, I had, uh, when I first started the stream, I only did interviews and it was over Skype because um, I personally like Skype because of the NDI um, plugin that they have that integrates easily with the OBS. And so that way I don't have to worry about um, having to capture a screen of whatever I'm using. It just has a direct signal to it. And so it keeps, keeps it as clean as possible. So I'm not using a capture card to capture their, their, uh, their window. I'm just, you know, using the straight signal from, from Skype. And so anyway, then somebody had suggested, said, why don't you do phone calls with like average every, everyday per people? And at that time, I've always heard about this discord, 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 and people mm -hmm. talking about discord. I was like, what in the world is that? So then it was time to just start doing research because I was falling a little bit behind. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And so at that time, I had Telegram set up and Telegram was doing similar thing. I said, well, there you go. There's a way for me to just keep adding to my Telegram library, which now will become another outlet where I can post uh, more information or interviews. And at the same time, it's an unedited way that I can just directly talk to people about whatever I need to talk to them. You know, it, it's not going to be uh, at least, at least as far as I know, they haven't shut down anything or have to, um, closed down accounts because yeah. the way, um, you know, because it didn't agree with the information. But anyway, so I just basically did a, a poll online and I said, um, so which one, I'm looking into Telegram or Discord, which one would you prefer? You know, and so Telegram was overwhelmingly wow. um, the, the what they selected. I said, perfect. So then I just figured out more of how I can integrate Telegram into um, OBS so that now I can just, whenever they call in, they're actually joining a voice chat that they're listening to the show and they can just, just chill and listen or if they want to participate when it's Q&A, they just tap that to talk. And then I, you know, I mute them and they can speak to me or to the guest directly. So how do they talk to the guests? How, how can the, the guests hear them? And I know we're talking technical stuff, but this is, <laughs> yeah, this is the well, what, I, what I'm using. Um, well, it sounds funny, but they have this company. It's the, it, it's they have different, uh, different things. There's voice meter, banana and voice meter potato. <laughs> I don't know where they come up with these different names, but all it is, it's a mixer to where you have a digital mixer instead of me having a board here where I have all these inputs, mm -hmm. it would be a digitally where I say, okay, on this one is my main mic. On the second one, I'm going to have Skype come in. And the third one, you know, I'm going to have Telegram. And so what I'm doing is then there's these digital um, uh, cables that you can set up and um, uh, virtual cables, I should say. And so uh, because I don't have physical cables to reroute and connect things, I just installed like maybe four or five different cables. And I would then say, okay, this signal sent to this cable and then this cable will be then patched into that. It's all digital, mm. you know? So for example, that's what I'm doing right now. I have a, a main output that is a virtual cable and that one I use for when I'm talking to you yeah. or somebody else. And so what I did is basically I just crossed them. So I had them use their main input, uh, basically go from when somebody speaks as a guest, I hear them and it goes out to OBS. But then when they speak, I have theirs sent to a different virtual cable to back to the Telegram. So then that way, Telegram and Skype 
are actually nice. talking to each other while I'm listening and monitoring, wow. and I can add myself to the conversation. Nice. I downloaded one, but, anyway, but I had no yeah. idea how to set it up because because we started we started with uh, with Discord and and I was trying to unmute you know because we had our, our Discord was was popping back in the day. We we spent a lot of time, a lot of community. We'd listen to music in there. It'd be twelve people in there, you know, all. For like three hours, we have three hours worth of songs playing and we're all just hanging out, listening to the music. It was fun. Like that was the the community we had with this podcast early on. And it's died down over the over the years, but we still use it. But like I said, like I just got on Telegram, like really, I, I joined one group to talk to somebody the other day. But I really for the first time today got on tele Telegram and like. Mm put my profile picture up and started my own little room. So I'm going to have to explore that a little bit more too. And I, I actually got the uh, the desktop version. I didn't know they had a desktop version. I thought it was on yeah. the phone and all that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the, uh, what I'm, what I'm using. So whenever I start to stream, I also start a voice voice chat mm -hmm. in telegram. So then that way the entire, uh, basically the entire show is simultaneously casting to YouTube, Twitch and, um, voice only over telegram. And so then that way it's used for them to just listen. Or if they then when, when I say, okay, it's time for Q and A, they can just raise their hands and they pop, their little person pops up yeah. on my end. It says, oh, okay, there's a person who wants to talk. And they usually have a screen name. So I'll just be like, oh, yeah. um, Sarah, you're on, you're unmuted on my yeah, end, yeah. mute yourself on yours. And, and so then that way, that way, again, like I was talking about, that I found more success in a month or two with Telegram than I have with Facebook in eight years. Wow. Well, success because, as far as what reach and stuff or because I have more engagement. Oh, I have, okay. you know, even though, uh, you know, in each show that I do, there'll always be like four or five people every time that they sign up. And so I literally started with zero, you know, and I'm hitting close to I think a little over 270 now, you know, but the engagement is way more. So I would have all these people on Facebook, but maybe one person might engage. Whereas in, you know, depending on how interesting a subject is, I could have 10, 20 people lined up to want to talk. I can't get that on Facebook, Yeah, you know? And, and so yeah, could, because I would, we have I to take them off, off platform and they don't want you to, that, that's when they start throttling us when we try to, get them on our YouTube or get them on our, our Telegram or whatever. Well, even when I was streaming to Facebook, you know, yeah. they just, uh, you know, uh, the chats, there might be one comment. Yeah, I know. It changed. Dude, I remember 2015, 2016, 2017, we would go, dude, I would go live and pray and do pray, prayer sessions or podcast or whatever, and it would show you the reach. Dude, after the, the stream, we reached 300,000 people. We had 300,000 impressions after and like, I mean, we might have had like 2,000, 3,000 actual views, but the impressions that it was actually like sending out and people were liking and if somebody liked it, it showed their stream that they liked it and it was just like organic traffic, but not anymore. You go live and you got, we're on Facebook right now. Uh, I got 15, we just hit 16,000. We got six people watching. Shout out to all my six people on 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 Facebook, 15,000 followers six people are hanging yeah, out with that's right what now. i'm talking about yeah. that's you know it's like why does facebook do that it's like you know you can't tell me that out of a concert crowd <laughs> that's following six that at this time out, yeah. when it's evening you know that because my wife would tell me it all the time they're like i never got the notification on facebook you know my friends would say i never got it you know yeah, and all this sure. other stuff that's what that was part of my decision where i was just like okay just forget it 
we got 26 we got 26 on on youtube shout out to my 26 there um you know and they all add up there's probably one person on d live three trolls uh thinking about trying to raid the channel on twitch right that's where the trolls hang out on twitch we're there for for the the mm -hmm. three trolls who are watching you know that's their platform of choice but yeah man so again with the multi-stream this is like listen if that's what you use i'm trying to get on TikTok and, and instagram to try to find ways to to stream on that because you know but if you you know you get 10 people on each platform listen that's 100 people so listen it's what it is you know well especially what it stays online so i'm never really concerned during the live what the live yeah, is after. for it's a very selfish reason to be honest because okay. it means i don't have to edit <laughs> because uh whatever happens no. whatever goes out because editing too used to take me so much yeah. time and so this way you know it was so weird when it happened the very first few times i would be done with the show i was like wow I have my rest of the evening and then days moving forward open, yeah. you know, where yeah. before I would have to take my audio and video and theirs mm -hmm. and put all the graphics together. I mean, you know, those that are familiar with, with editing process, you know, you know, especially if you take it seriously, it takes a while. And so this way, I'm like, I just end the stream and I walk away. <laughs> you know, that's what I love about it. Later on, I, you know, go back, download it, store it and all my storage yeah. and all that stuff. But that's yeah. minor compared to yeah. how much work usually goes into video yeah. production. Yeah, so mine, I wouldn't say, because I mean, I do the same thing and, and for that reason, but not for the selfish reason. Because whether, you know, if we're, if we're recording this offline and I upload s s snippets or segments first, you know, that was something I tried because um, YouTube likes short videos, you know, and uh, maybe they'll watch a, a five minute segment on the Zeta Reticuli beings versus watching a two hour show where we're talking about hooking up your audio <laughs> cables right now, you know, so um, so I tried that and it was still to no avail. But whether you record it offline and upload it, I, I've gotten to where, listen, here's the intro. We're going to run this thing. It is what it is. There's no editing. I'm not taking the ums out i'm not taking your curse words out like whatever like it just is what it is intro commercials boom it's up there so but for me the the live streaming was cool is because we had an audience and and i would go live and i don't get the reach anymore and and yeah some of those people don't listen anymore but they don't get notified either but every time we'd go live i'd see those names pop 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 and it all check in there's my folks man every time i go live every time they got the notification they come flooding in and I loved it. Like it's my people, it's my trial. Hey, we're doing this thing. And I'd read their commentary. I'd ask their questions and stuff. But then, you know, eventually, you know, I don't know if they just quit listening. For sure, a lot of that happens. A lot of them people don't listen anymore, but you know, people aren't getting notified. I asked my wife, she's subscribed. Did you get a notification? No? Oh, okay. Wow, she's got the bell turned on and everything and nothing, no notification. Wow, yeah. Right. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you knew, but it was, um, uh, there was, I mean, there's been a shift in the country in general and the way people, you know, their mindset is, but um, it was the, the ad getting, you know, that happened first yes. uh, with YouTube yeah. and then, you know, ad getting too, you know, and ever since that happened, that's when everything kind of yeah. went down. I, I think we're, yeah, because, yeah. I, I made the cut as far as being able to stay up. Cause I try not to, I try not to touch those controversial subjects or whatever, or, or, or make people or belittle people. Like it's just, for some people, this is entertainment for other people, it's spirituality, but I made the cut, but yeah, we're not promoting you because 
Coca-Cola doesn't want to put their ad on a UFO topic. It's like, right. well, my listeners drink Coca-Cola so they can, you know, not all of them. Well, maybe yeah. not. They they drink sparkling water, most of them, but, you know, or mm -hmm. like kombucha. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried Some it. I stuff. couldn't do it. I want to. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, couldn't stomach it. I wanted to. It's hip. It's good for you. I just couldn't do it. Well, I mean, you, plus you, you'll crave it. If your body really needs it, it's yeah. usually would tell, tell you by craving it. And, you know, it's like sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, if if it, if you don't need those enzymes that kombucha has to offer, it's like yeah. you're not gonna be you know craving or wanting them. So don't be too hard on yourself. For sure, I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try the uh, the Telegram thing. My, my one of my producers and good friends, he's he was showing me the ropes today. He's made bots for it that that it seemed really cool, man. There's some there's some bots that he created for Telegram that like it's almost like a messenger bot where like uh. You know, if you're, um, if somebody, you know, if you go to a website and you need help, it's like a help bot. Yeah. And, and you say, okay, yeah. how do I do this? Oh, I'm glad you asked. But you can custom make it and like take people on a customized journey. Do you want to go down this path or that path? Are you looking for alien stuff or Christian stuff? Like, okay, here's the, the Christian archive. Don't miss this episode. Like, it seems like something really cool. Like you can program it to take people on a journey through like this messenger bot, which is pretty much, you know, the full screen of your phone as you're answering questions. And, you know, what kind of meditation do you want? What kind of, you know, we can detail their, their experience and kind of tailor it, but you got to program it. And he showed me some of the stuff right. that he created on, uh, on Telegram. It seemed really cool. I don't know if you've got into any of that at all, but it seems like it has potential to do some cool stuff. You know, not not that far. You know, it's just for what I'm using it right now. I'm, you know, just happy where it's at. You know, maybe in the future. Um, you uh, obviously, you know, you're a technical guy, but you like technology at all, or video games, or VR, or uh, uh, online gaming, or anything like that to to kick back and relax, or any of that stuff. Well, I used to. Well, I mean, my degree in in uh, the university was computer science. So technology has always been my, my thing. And so um, I love, you know, tinkering with it, figuring stuff out, programming if I have to. I realized early on I, I hated programming because it, it would take so much time to just try to figure out, you know, four lines of code to execute something so that make it work the way you want to. And it's just... Uh, it wasn't as rewarding as a video, for example, where you immediately see the results of your work. You know, when you when you do something right, you do a setup, you make something, you immediately see see that. And so, not that I need it in every aspect, but it was just uh, something that I didn't want to get into when it, when it came to the programming part. I just left it out, and I was like, all right, I'll move on and, and just do websites. So it became kind of like became my main thing when I was started doing websites when I was 14 and I did those well into my 20s because that was my way my way main way of making money yeah I'm same thing I learned how to do everything myself and I'm sure you have to 
you know, you learn how to wire this stuff. You learn how to do video. Well, you have to, because you, you don't have, I mean, we're, we're not like the mainstream media where we have like 20 people and everyone has a specific job. It's like we're the producers and the directors and the interviewers and, you know, uh, and, you know, everything and the tech guys. <laughs> so you will be brother. You will be, you will have a team. Like I just, you got off of social media, right? Um, I, I got off of Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My regular uh, Facebook page, my Facebook profile, I got off of it. I was friends with 5,000 people, didn't know half of them. And maybe I added them because I thought they could be potential listeners of my music or potential fans of the podcast or listeners of the podcast or whatever audience members. And, and then they don't interact. And then Facebook sees that they don't interact and then they don't show them. And then they see that you paid for an ad. So now they want you to buy, pay it buy another ad to show those people who are already signed up for your stuff, all that kind of stuff. So I, anyway, I got off of my Facebook profile, uh, maybe, maybe a month ago, maybe a month ago, if that. And uh, as soon as I did, like a huge weight off my shoulders. Um, I'm on the page. I still got my Facebook page and actually yeah. giving a little bit more attention to the page and not my personal profile where people have direct access to me. My phone would just go ding, ding, messenger, like random people messaging me. Hey, I heard your podcast today. Aliens or demons. Why would you have that conversation? I was like, damn, I'm editing a video and I'm doing another interview or people are yeah. call it, calling me on Messenger that I don't know and want me to answer. And I was like, okay, let's answer. See what this is going to be like. Hey, man, what's happening, dude? Hey, what's up, buddy? What are you doing, man? I want to talk to you about aliens. Okay, you should call into the podcast. I do open lines and, and stuff. Well, I don't want to be on there in front of people. Well, I got private sessions on my website. If you want to do a private chat, let's talk now. And me, I'm like, okay, let's talk. And I'll like quit editing videos and quit. And I'll talk to a random person for two hours. And then after that, another random person for 30 minutes. I'm like, I got to get off of this stuff, dude. I'm not getting anything done because I'm talking to people. And I have to put a, a barrier between me and Joe Schmo. And, uh, and I should be honored people want my opinion or want to talk to me. Or want to curse me out and tell me why they disagree with me. And... I like that. I like conversations. We do this for a living, you know? And um, so, but putting that barrier has made for a more meaningful conversations. And I don't have 17 trying to, 17 people trying to talk to me at once. Like it kind of comes through a right. veil. I got, I, I hired somebody, a social media person to help me, you know, make memes and promote it. So now I get to do the talk with you 
and two people take this episode and listen to it. Say, oh, I'm going to take that clip, that clip. Listen, we're making the clips for you. We're getting them sent out to Instagram. Boom. Wow. I don't have to spend a whole day making Instagram snippets of, of, of our interview and do another interview that night. Like this could be, this could be fun. It took me a long time to get rid of that possessive control because I'm a, you know, maybe the image wasn't like you said, centered. Hey, can you move to the left? Uh, can you move this whole image to the left? It doesn't sit right. I just, it doesn't, it's called the rule of thirds. Have you heard of this? You know, and no, we never heard of it. Well, watch this video, please. And I'm like training people and it's fun, man. It's the next level for me. And I, I believe it's the ne next level for you too, man. You know, um, I, uh, b before I closed my personal account for just, you know, personal reasons, it was, it was getting too, um, I don't know, a lot of people I knew that were all just constantly fighting. And so I closed that out, but I had to create like a um, hidden private uh, account so yeah. I can assign my, my uh, page to it because you, it, they, Facebook <laughs> needs a linkage. You know, and so I did that to where I basically closed my other account, but I could still maintain that page, you know. And but yeah, no, what I like about Telegram is this um, uh, usually when during the open lines before I go live, I open it up uh, for at least half hour to an hour where anybody could, that wants to chat with me just comes on and we chat mm -hmm. about anything. Mm -hmm. There's no limit on uh, or limitation on yeah. what we can talk about or cover. And so that's my way of kind of trying to reach out for people that just want to chit chat and talk. You know, and um, but yeah, uh, when it comes to uh, lengthy conversations, I can't, you know, with the job and this and other things I got going on, it's just too many things going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm the same way. I, we did that with Discord early on. I'm like, hey, I'm in Discord all day, like, because as I'm working, Discord's there, but like, I have to like engage. If if you jump in chat and I see you, I'm gonna jump in and say, hey, what's up? If I if I have the time, versus like. I have people I don't know just sit there, keep redialing me on Facebook Messenger until I pick up. And I pick up and they're like, hey, I just wanted to see if you'd pick up. What's up, dude? <laughs> I just working on music. A friend of mine, Illuminati Congo, I mentioned him at the beginning. He posted a, a, a meme a long time ago. And it's not to be mean to anybody, but it made sense as an artist. He's like, hey, if you really appreciate your favorite artists and your favorite rappers and, and those people, like, and you, you like their music, like, it's a, leave them alone and let them create music you know it's like you, people the thing is, it's not it's not personal and i hate saying this stuff because everybody assumes it's them you know what i'm saying that's hard too like everybody who's ever messaged me probably thinks i'm talking about them you know what i'm saying but hold on if you're that person who's if you've called me back to back to back to back until i answered i'm talking about you if you've never done that we're cool um and if i've engaged you in conversations because i wanted to you know what i'm saying but but right after you, it's another. Right after you, it's another. So I would like to be able to. Here's what we do on Mondays. Thursdays, we have the School of the Mystics. We have open conversation. Anybody who wants to join, we're going to open the phone lines. I'll talk to you once the guest leaves about whatever topic you want, you know, kind of stuff. But just kind of setting your hours. It was it's huge, you know. Right. It's professional. It's taking it to the next level. Um, that's it, man. I enjoyed this this talk, brother. Being able to pick your brain as a as a seeker, as a um, uh, a host of a podcast, and somebody who interviews people and who's talked to so many people, and I think there's a you know there's things you pick up on once you talk to so many people. I think everybody has a piece of the puzzle. So 
I really like to be able to connect and ask you questions that I don't, I feel like I maybe can't ask other people because they haven't talked to 70 people about UFOs. They've only talked to one person and that was their pastor. <laughs> and he's got, he's right. got a, he's got a scenario and he told them that they're demons and they're coming to get you. You know, it was like, it could be, but this could be as well. So really, really good to, to be able to connect with you on here, man. And uh, I appreciate your podcast. You're good at what you do. Thanks for having me on. And I wanted to have you on here and kind of reverse the seats a little bit. Keep telling your story, man. That's a powerful story. And I know you got more. Keep sharing it, bro. And uh, Oh, that was just the beginning. <laughs> so maybe next time we'll get into the rest of the details. <laughs> was, it, was it the same beings? Was there any more contact with those guys or no? Oh, that was just the, the, the I guess that was just 1% of my experiences with that being did that same no one just with back? with oh, just different with ones. ufos and yeah. with ufos Entities. and the things that followed after that okay so before we go let's leave the audience with another one what's another what's one of the ones that made you a believer you know what i'm saying well oh boy that's that's opening up that's starting out a subject i think it's gonna take us another three hours it's uh let me see I didn't expect to have to shorten it all real quick. I know, right? Um, well, the what basically, um, oh, I don't know which one to pick, but here, here's <laughs> here's one here, here's one to so uh, in my in my seeking, so to say, to, to use that word, um, when I turned fifteen, I basically just wanted to be you know figuring out like what is all this about and so i realized that there's other people that have written books about this and are talking about it so i was looking for information and basically just kind of um, got off you know got out of this ufo closet and um so my most important part was just i always wanted to have these physical experiences mm -hmm. most people always you know yeah. they 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 say i want this physical experience what is what is it like and so in my in my searching um i inadvertently you know came to have several different physical experiences but they were not what i thought they were going to be it changed my mind about what it, what it is that we're actually dealing with and then ultimately who am i because um, a lot of times we associate, um, um, you know, contact or any kind of interaction with people like we do here on Earth, where we just go and say hi, you, re you know, reach out, you shake their hand, you introduce yourself, and you kind of start a friendship. Well, um, it was not like that whatsoever. It was uh, what I found to be very, uh, what, I, what I expected that if and when a contact ever happened to me was that, oh, I'm just going to be, seeing the ship landing and they'll land mm -hmm. and then you know we'll we'll share you know whatever White experiences yeah kind of like that um it was the opposite it had more to do with spirituality and yeah. who i am and my relation to them and who humanity is and the relation to the general cosmos and so that in itself is a very um what you call it um very very long story so to give you one one example, and this is several years down the road, um, one of the instances after trying and communicating with them through a, many different models, uh, out of body experiences, <laughs> meditations, yeah, yeah. and things like that, um, I kept wanting to have that physical experience. And so, um, what happened was, um, one day 
um, I was coming home from a UFO meeting that was happening in St. Louis. It was pretty late. It was around 11 o'clock, uh, February winter time. We had about a foot or two of snow. And so I always parked uh, the car that I had on top of the hill because once I went into the valley where my, um, where my house was, it would, very, it would be very difficult to get out. And so what I basically did is, um, you know, I would come out, uh, take off my city boots because I would always, you know, work in town and work in offices and then put on, you know, bigger boots to be able to walk down. And so it's about uh, half an acre um, from where the car was to to the house. And I was walking. It was it was full moon out. You know, it was perfect. Um, you know, it was one of these things where it's like you didn't even need a flashlight. You know, with the reflection of the snow, it it almost felt like dusk. And so, um, as I was walking, um, well, first before I even got out of the car, I heard this like humming, like a helicopter in the distance. And I looked over, and it was just this red light. I was like, oh, helicopter, you know, far in the distance, like many many others that I've seen, you know, uh, long, you know, throughout all my years. Well, as I kept walking, halfway through, uh, between the distance between my house and the car, I, I had to pee, you know, but then I kept looking up at that light that was getting closer. And it was like, wow, this helicopter is really low. I mean, it was maybe, I, I want to say it was close to 10, 15 feet over the treetops, you know, you would have thought it would be hitting them. And so I was like, okay, I want to go peace. I went over to that tree. Then my business came back. I was like, I want to see it fly by. This will be cool. So I'm just standing there anticipating that there's this helicopter is going to be flying by real quick, you know, and as, as this red light was getting closer and closer, I kept looking and everything in, on my, in my mind was trying to see like where the blades where's the body of a helicopter it sounds like a helicopter but what's what's happening here like why is it not you know meshing with what i'm hearing and then that sound that went from you know like the, 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 the helicopter sound of the blades chopping the air it just starts kind of switched over to like you know it's continuous tone that kind of mm -hmm. oscillated and right before, you know, while I'm still in this dazed, confused state of figuring out why is this not a helicopter right over the roof of my house, as I'm uh, uh, looking at it from the distance, um, another red light appeared out of nowhere. And there was no way I would have not seen it because of how clear it was that night. And the second the other light came on, I just froze. And it was it wasn't a fear or anything like that. It was just something about the energy that uh, the body was just going haywire. And so now both of these orbs, then from the two, from the um, uh, top of my rooftop, they were kind of moving towards me. And as they did, more and more things started um, basically uh, kind of getting, getting to feel really weird. And they were just kind of, um, um, I don't know how to describe it. There were like this my surroundings started feeling like it wasn't real. It's almost like uh, like it was wavy. It wasn't a distortion, you know, of like a visual distortion. It was an actual physical space that started moving. And as the closer they were getting, the more anxiety I got, the more uh, fear from that anxiety because I was perceiving as a threat, although, although there was really nothing threatening about it. And they, you know, they got closer and closer and closer to me. And 
I closed my eyes because it was almost unbearable to take. But then there's something in me said, open your eyes. This is what you wanted, you know? And so I did. And it was just, I don't know, it was getting to this urge to where it would have been too much for me to take to where I think I would have had a psychotic shock. You know, it was just so much that was happening emotionally and and just what, what it does to your brain in general, it's to where um, it, I just kept trying to plow through it, which was not, you know, wasn't, it seemed like it wasn't possible for me. And then right on that verge, before I thought I lost it, uh, both of those orbs just kind of together moved to the left and kind of went away. So the, the further away they were from me, um, the easier things got and I could relax mm-hmm. and I wasn't in this flight of, you know, fight or flight well, state anymore. Working, but anyway, I see you all. <laughs> Telegram. Hey, Tammy. Uh, I don't think he... I no, think, I, I could, I could hear her. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think she could hear you yet. I don't have the lines crossed yet. But keep, keep going. With right, I was gonna. I should have. You should have told me you're trying to do that early because it happens to me too. If you're trying to share your video on Telegram, uh, it turns your screen purple. And I was trying. I think it has something to do with the different ports. I haven't figured it out why yet, but uh, something I'm working on too. Oh my screen! Oh God, I see that. I didn't even see that until now. Oh goodness. That's okay. <laughs> it's something with OBS. Okay, it's when you're, OBS, share, when you're sharing yeah. a screen, huh? Right. And I don't. I think you have to almost shut down OBS and reopen it for that to disappear. <laughs> mm. Anyway, for, just to finish up real me, quick. Not, go ahead. Go ahead. No go problem. Ahead, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I told you afterwards. <laughs> But no, I was just going to say um, what had happened is that um, um, as I came home and prior to this, which I didn't get into, I was having different kinds of communications that were already weird for me to begin with because they were more um, uh, psychic communications. And so they weren't happening all the time. It was rare because it was always freak me out. So it would always just be these short, distinct messages. Well, for this particular night, as I laid there and I was so angry at myself, you know, I said, this is what I wanted. I keep saying I want physical experiences. That was my chance. And I I was a coward, Mm. you know? And so just out of nowhere, I just heard this you know, this feeling overcame me that that translated into what words would be. And it just said, see, we tried and see what happens, you know, and we it was tried, basically trying to tell me see what happens. Right. Yeah. Because there's a there's a, a physical aspect to contact that most people are not ready for. Yeah. And I finally understood what they meant by that, because there's it's not not um, um, it's it has a lot to do with your energy. And if you, um, if you're not mashing with that energy level that they're at, you know, and you can't kind of meet them halfway, it's, uh, it's almost too much like you're grabbing a a live wire of electricity. And we know what the tolerances for a body are if we just grab a 110, right? Well, 220, you pretty much can, you, you can die, you know, very high percentage that you will die. And so, that vibration is an energy that you have to work on changing over time 
and that generally happens by you basically having to just figure out yourself who you are, uh, why, why are you here and what it is that you exactly want. And so by building up the person that you are, that the person that you want to be, it energetically helps then make that contact a lot closer. You would think it would have nothing to do with contact, but it does because energy is energy. You know, it's um, whether, you know, whether you, for example, have, um, uh, let's say, a, a relationship with a person, right? Um, and it's a loving and caring relationship that has one energy, or whether you then have, um, you know, an angry or a different kind of experience, let's say, for like building a house, um, they seem to be not related, but on, on the, the spiritual, on that energetic level, they're actually, you know, same energies expressing themselves in different ways. And so what I'm trying to basically kind of give you a short is that what was confusing to me when I first began this, a lot of the, the, the messages were about self-improvement, were about understanding yourself and what you want to do and um, basically working out your fears, working out your anxieties, all these things. And I was like, what does that have to do with contact? You know, it's like, why can't, you know, and then I was uh, with some other experiences, which will take a long time. Um, basically, also, um, I had an experience where I died, had a near death experience. And it was, um, and at that time, I got to resolve some of the things that were happening to my life up to that point. Well, anyway, um, it had a lot to do with my parents and the way I was raised and all these other things. And so again, it's like, what does the relationship with my parents have to do with UFOs? You know, that's where in the, in, in the very beginning, it was confusing. But now I understood that it was by us being the best people we can be to find our, our core self that will then solidify and make that contact even easier because then you're dealing with less fears having to be overcome. And so anyway, that was then a physical ex uh, representation or a physical example to me of what would contact be like to me, never mind having that occur to let's say 50 people in the space, you know, they would just lose their, their, you know, their stuff, <laughs> they would lose it basically, not try not to cuss. Um, yeah. And so it's, so a lot of those, a lot of the context that uh, a lot of people that have conveyed, conveyed, conveyed to them. And I would, whenever I do an interviews would happen a lot of times out of body. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, and, and there would be very real 
but because of who we are as humans and we're not ready for these different vibrations, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to um, establish contact during the dream state or just establish contact out of body mm-hmm. because your, your higher self, the energetic body that we all have, it doesn't, it doesn't need to overcome any great energy differences. It's already there. And so a lot of those experiences and information that's been conveyed happen outside of the body, you know, only very, very few actually could withstand that energy and have overcome it to where they can actually physically have an experience. But when you really stop and think about it very few people actually did have a physical experience the way we imagine it to be Mm -hmm. yeah it uh it takes shape you know um it's interesting you know talking to the people who write books and these experts and stuff like that and to be like i guess going down that path and be like man can you tell me one of your most beautiful experiences and they're like well i i I haven't had one it's like oh god like you're an expert and you're talking about this stuff like you've had a lot, but as far as physically, there's something about the physical stuff that that started me in this. You know, we talked about it on your show of, of having the uh, uh, sleep paralysis ex- experience at, at you know four years old with beings that were there, some type of shadow entities, and it would they were in our realm. I feel like a lot of times in the dream state or leaving your body, you go to their realm and you fly, you peer into there and say hello versus them popping in or, or us seeing hey there's something moving there i can see through it and it's like peering through it. it's another dimension it's a layer so for me it's always those stories and those experiences for me um of i say well, nuts nuts if, and bolts but when they pop through right. like something we something's got to explain it you know was it a ghost was it an alien did i make it up um, but when it was when it was here and then when other people saw it with you, too, there's a little bit more, you know, more to it because, uh, you know, we, we have overactive imaginations, too. So and but I'm a spiritual indigo. They are connected. But speaking to so and so and so in the dream state versus here they are energetically in front of you. We all want that. Right. Early, early on for me, like the UFO stuff, I needed to see them in the sky. Like I needed to see it. I, I was out there for hours asking, hey, where are you, man? Where are you, God? You know, it was more spiritual than where are you, man? It was, you know, prayers and chanting and like mudras. It was like all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but it was, and I started seeing them all the time. Crazy stuff, crazy, like just like exactly what you said. I've seen those things. And then, then I quit seeing them, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you're not spiritual anymore. You don't want to see them. It's like, I, I think I just needed to know that they were there first. And now the, they even, you talked about spiritual and maybe telepathic communication or downloads, but they, they literally said, if you want to keep this up, fast and meditate, just meditate more and fast. Just kind of like, you know, look at your diet here and there and make time do something that shows us that you want it you want it versus like we're going to force you we're going to force contact or force initiation like hey you initiated this you were the one under the stars begging to see one of us you know what i'm saying like you did this so um now it's i don't i don't see him as much anymore i want to but but how bad though because i'm not out at four in the morning 
you know, with lasers and stuff anymore, you know? Well, we always relate um, every experience to the way we as humans would generally, you know, experience mm -hmm. it. And we always want to, you know, humanize it, bring it down to, to our level to, okay, mm -hmm. as a human, this is how I would experience it. So let's have it, you know, but that's the unexpected part that this is beyond human, you know, and so we're dealing with some things that we have to adjust our mindset, you know, and our bodies quite physically as well. You know, and um, a lot of times I would, um, uh, it's, a, it's a very, I guess, uh, a good example because it correlates, it has a lot to do with um, uh, with growth too, you know, and, and growing. Uh, because if you, for example, look at, I often use the example like um, between a, a five-year-old and a 50-year-old, you know, yeah. um, the, the, you can, you can always, you know, come down energetically, meaning like you can, um, because at one point you were a child, you can basically put yourself in this mindset of a child to communicate with them or talk to them in the way they do. But the child can never really communicate to you as an adult because they just simply do not have that part of their development, you know? And so it's a similar thing to when it comes to these different contexts. Yeah. That's what that raising up means and that energy. It's like there's a maturity that it's not just oh, I'm mature because, you know, I, I don't talk with my mouth open and I eat politely and all these other things. That's a human way of maturity. But the kind of maturity that I'm talking about is... Um, Spiritual um, maturity, I mean, essentially. Uh, it's, um, we're talking about fears. Like, so, for example, part of the things, you know, during the near-death experience that was shown to me about the Bosnian War you know, and all the things I was going through and, and all of that and the way my parents were, it was all set up to basically um, harden me, you know, harden me up to, to not be so emotionally soft, you know, to, uh, to just be able to, let's say, um, withstand uh, physical and emotional abuse, you know, because when it comes to contact, not that they're, you know, emotionally, physically abusive, but the energy physically has that effect like we relate to, uh, you know, abuse here. It's not that they're actually being abusive, but it's like that just being their physical presence, you know, being physically uh, in the distance, you're already going to start having, um, you know, literally, um, what's what I'm looking for, uh, these like paranoia feelings because your body sensing something as a threat, but you're not quite sure where it's coming from. And so it starts out with this, you start being paranoid. Then you start getting anxiety because your body keeps sensing a change in energy, but you can't perceive things quite yet, you know? And then only when, you know, things become more visible to you, that's when the energy is already very high. So there's an actual physical aspect to contact that has to be overcome, especially when it comes to the masses of, yeah. of all of us. So if I may, uh, there's um, um, on, on the UFO Hub uh, channel, I have a playlist called talks and there's the very first one i gave was called five stages um uh, five stages of contact mm. and um so that that kind of puts it all together you know for those that want to spend many more hours <laughs> you know uh, looking into what i'm you know what i'm trying to convey it based on the experiences right. Bob, i've got to look at it like just, just, I mean, just go, just run through them. You don't have to explain them, but what, what are the, what are the titles? I wanna, I wanna see where I may be in this, in those stages. 
Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you wanted more stories. Well, the um, first, oh, you, you, well, the you first know, open up another, right, right. <laughs> another no, no, rabbit no, no, hole. No, no, that's fine. I, I, <laughs> now I'm understanding. You're talking about the five state, the actual, yeah. the talk that I get. Okay. Oh, you're talking about five um, more well, stories. <laughs> I need five more. Yeah, stories. <laughs> I thought you meant. Yeah, I thought you meant like more stories. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, the well, the first one is that uh, contact actually has occurred. That's the the first stage is that contact has occurred. And because of these different energies that we're talking about, um, we shut it down. So we're basically still in denial. This, this presence, this energy is here. It's been here for a very long time, but we, uh, the way I would describe it is like, imagine somebody enters into your room and for some reason you do not look at them. You go, you walk around, you, you know, you go make yourself dinner and you sit there and, and all the while they're still there. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're not choosing to turn and look into their direction. You know, that's what, you know, initially happened as, you know, to us as a, as a society, as humanity altogether. And it was, a, you know, kind of very, very much unexpected. And so um, there, I'm not going to, um, cause I, I didn't, um, prep myself to remember all the different stages. Cause I was like, okay. these stages are something that I basically, you know, set up when I was mm-hmm. given this talk so I can give a concise uh, information and relate to them. But basically um, the stages like um, contact in the dream state is one of the stages um, physical or the visual that we see UFOs is also one of the stages uh, watching, you know, for example, um, um, like if you're getting getting um, uh, channeled information, it's one of the stages. So the closer we're coming to getting to the contact, the more and more of a stage we're gonna, you know, you're gonna go up. So basically, the first stage is that contact already occurred. You know, then you have your, you know, basically the the physical ships. You know, then you have you know channeling. You know, and then you have basically the the dreams where you keep dreaming about UFOs or people come and visit you and all kinds of communications happening and things like that. And then the eventual physical contact. So those are the, the basic steps, the basic premise that I could, you know, gather that we would all as eventually either individually or together as a society going to be going through before we eventually get there and so we are still very much in the infancy of it because look where we are at we're so stuck on video footage of UFOs flying around and so we're not ready for the third fourth and definitely the fifth stage coming up you know so it has to all have to play out because that psychotic shock that we received as a society initially because of this difference in energy um it basically because then it made us look away it's coming out in all these different forms that we look at movies for example Mm -hmm. you know uh and and it's our collective way to subconsciously play out this thing to where uh we're looking at it as a invasion force because that's what it felt like that energy that difference in between ours is theirs felt like a threat so naturally subconsciously translates itself as all these aliens coming from outer space to attack so you that, have all that's these what, is that what you felt like in your experience? What I tr- what I learned, what I learned from my mm-hmm. experiences and understanding what had occurred, and then looking at the situation as us as humans, this is what I've been gathering over my years, you know. And it's so basically us, you know, working out these different energies to because look at how things go from 
you know, are you, are you talking uh, about war, the, war, the uh, progression of movies in a sense of how they right, progression of okay. correct progression of movies? You have, um, you know, um, war of the worlds, right? You have yeah. in, in Independence Day, invasion of the body snatchers, you know, all these different fearful stories. Then the energy adjusted enough to where you have ET, you know, and then you have, you know, all these different movies that are more subtle. Then now recently you have other movies where it's just simple contact. They just come and they leave again, you know, like with the, um, ah, shoot, what is it called? The one recent one was um, Arrival. Was it, is that what it was called? Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is like, yeah. we have to play that out. Yeah. And so Cocoon? we're not, yeah, and there's Cocoon. So this Flight is going to you know, take, right. This It's going to take its time, but it's yeah. basically we're, we're, as a collective, we're still dealing with the shock. And so it's going to have to play itself out until then we start becoming more aware of what we call the people that are called channels. And then we're going to, you know, the, the regular people, average people that were just moviegoers, moms and dads, living their lives, going to baseball games, watching football games, and just going to work and living life and barbecuing, you know, they're going to then eventually even shift their energies enough to where they would, you know, synchronously come across, let's say, a channeling. And it's like, what is this person doing? They're claiming to be channeling an alien, for example, you know? And so then that would get them going on this new path, you know, to where that would take them several years then just to disseminate what information is coming through and then what mm -hmm. they, you know, have to do if they choose to do something about it. If they want to say, nope, this is too much for me and then close their eyes back down again and go back to their, you know, quote unquote, normal life, then that's something they can definitely choose. But what I'm saying is it will move, move, you know, um, in that progression. That's why it's a lot easier to deal with an individual than with a group, because as an individual, for example, these things that we're going through, it was a very, the heavy parts, the very intense, the very like, you know, mind blowing experiences were happening like this five year period. I cannot imagine if this was entire society was going through the same process, we would, it would be a disarray. There would be nobody going anywhere, nothing getting done, nobody growing food, nothing happening. I mean, it would have that kind of, you know, effect on us, but it was a lot easier for me as an individual to go through all that craziness and then still be able to go to the store and know that there's going to be food for me to eat after all I've, you know, all, all the things that have just happened to me, you know? And so, um, it's, you know, it, there's a, it's not a, a unplanned, uh, event. It's not something where it just, you know, happens like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, they're crazy. Oh, they're this, they're that. These specific groups of, 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 I guess, aliens for lack of a better word, their main goal is to simply make contact, you know, but at the same time, they're just not one group. There's all these different groups that have different, different agendas. And so while majority of them simply want to do everything they can to establish this content and have help, whatever they, you know, we can possibly improve. So contact can occur. There's some others that are, you know, doing some nefarious things that we perceive nefarious things, but from their point of view, it's just something that they do as, you know, their own free beings. So they go on and meet with other people that are energetically meshing with them. And usually it's all these morally bankrupt politicians and, you know, these groups and Illuminati's and all these other ones to where you hear all these different stories all the time about, you know, secret, inf uh, you know, uh, uh, 
secret um, plants of, of yeah, that, yeah. Well, um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. The technology is being exchanged, okay. you know, and things like that. And But what they're giving them is like trinkets. It's really something that they can't even understand, you know, but the point is, is that it's, it all depends because we're such an individualistic, you know, race, you know, as the human race, um, you can pretty much have one group interact with another and while another group interact with somebody else. And so um, when you raise a frequency to a certain level, that's when you're going to get that community of oneness to where we can all still be individuals, you know, but we all come to that oneness in our own individual path and way to where we can still continue expressing ourselves as these individuals, but we'll work together towards them moving forward as, as the planet. Mm -hmm. And so that is the one world government that would mesh with everybody. The other one world government is more more like a hive mind to where you take orders and you do as you're told, mm -hmm. you know, and that's obviously the, the not so preferred one on my end. And I'm pretty sure you and others don't prefer that either. Yeah. So anyway, there's many more things. I'm, I'm just, like rambling like crazy trying to get through as much as i can but there's, yeah no i've been i've been on that lately, talk for is, hours yeah which is good like uh you know this uh, we call it evolution or we can call it ascension you know it's kind of the same thing and and, and like you know like the personal ascension that that you're doing a lot of the a lot of you know we mentioned starting out feeling like you're crazy one of the one of the things that make you feel like you're crazy is that you feel like you're the only one going through this. So even right. whether whether it's contact or whether it's spiritual awakening or that they're both connected, you feel like you're the only one. But then you wake up and find out with the internet or a podcast or whatever that just you know, tribes your vibe attracts your tribe. Listen, as you're ascending, you're buddying up with other people who are ascending, and you ascend together. You find those people, and you find out that you're not alone and that you're not crazy. So what we find out is like what you were going through by yourself, other people were being isolated and going through the same thing. And so like people all over the world who are going through this same spiritual awakening and having contacts and having dreams and being woke up at 4 a.m. and all of this stuff, it's going on all over the world. So obviously if enough Well, you people... find each other, it's that energy, you know, alike attracts alike. And, yes. you know, you think you just, you had this feeling to go to this place or that restaurant or that concert. And the next thing you know, you find people think very much alike. Mm -hmm. It's not an accident. You know, yeah. th that's what, what uh, following your, you know, inner guidance, your, your highest yes, yeah. excitement, you know, is, is basically by you being the best version you can be, you attract everyone else that's like you you know and um um and usually in my case you know we you know it just turned into more of going to meetings and meeting with like-minded people to where we would just you know meet at these different you know bowling alleys and UFO you know, meet up closed doors <laughs> yeah yeah UFO groups and yeah, there would yeah, be yeah. so many in San Louis wow. you know but it's yeah, sure. you know going back to the original conversation we had is basically um they you know the the truly ones that have these experiences they go to these meetings but they don't want to be heard they don't want to be recorded mm. when i was initially mm. starting this i was like hey guys let's live stream this and it was like no <laughs> you know and i was like well 
how do you, you know, you want the government to be open with you. You want them to tell you all they know, you know, why are they hiding this? Why are they hiding that? But then look at us, we're meeting behind closed doors at the back of an alley and you're not even willing to put your face in front of the camera to even discuss what you're talking about. Yeah. So here you are not being open, but yet to expect the government to do something different. And here, you know, and, it's like, and so you're the one, you're the one who, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goes on to start your own show and, and goes on to you have the vision like, hey, people need to know about this. Let's get it out. Where everyone says no because they're scared to that they will ruin their reputation or look crazy. You were the one that. Right. Or their job. You're, su you're successful. You're, you know, you, you said, yeah, or their job. I had to make that that call as well. I wasn't the only, listen, I wasn't the only one having these experiences. I wasn't the only one laying on my back and having angels speak to me and UFO. They had friends with me, but they, they won't tell a soul. They keep it to themselves. And I like, I got to tell people cause I'm trying to make sense of what happens and what's happening. So sharing my story and it, it opens you up to tell yours and Oh, wow. That happened to you. Me too. Just as you're sharing your story of these orbs that come and we're making a helicopter sound. Listen, one of my first encounters was to waking up at, at four in the morning to a womp, 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 or woof, 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 woof. And it's, you said right. helicopter. To me, it sounded like a diesel engine, but it was that right. woof, woof, woof. That's what it sounded like. And I went outside and it's loud. What the hell is that? And so I get on the internet and Google UFO diesel engine because that's what it's it wasn't it, but it's similar to a helicopter i just it didn't click with me and i typed in right. ufo diesel engine and i found forums where these people are saying yeah there was a ufo that came down and it sounded like a diesel tractor or an old diesel truck hovering above my house i was like oh my god you're putting these little pieces together and sharing and if we if you don't share your story i may still feel like a crazy person and it'd be like you know, now I'm more confident to, you know, to explore it or feel like I'm not the only one, you know, when we bring our s stories out here and, and share them. And, and I took that cost, you know, I could have lost my job too. I could have, I, I was made fun of, I was all of those things, but it was worth it. Like it, it, and the weird thing is it comes back to pay you in the end. Like you were made fun of and ridiculed and oh there's the ufo guy let's ask him what the aliens are doing this week right. i mean all kinds of weird prayer meetings they would well, make see the point is it's not minding you know because i knew what i was getting into so mm. um i knew what i was doing and for what reason you so counted if they the cost. Were, 
Yeah, well, if they were ignorant enough about it, it wasn't my problem. You know, their ignorance is wasn't, you know, it's like yeah. it's their problem that they're going to have to overlook. I mean, I would get I mean, this is all all in good fun. So none of them had ill will towards me. But yeah, talking about being made fun of, you know, I would come to my office desk in the morning and there's, a, you know, um, scotch tape and then a picture of a UFO on a post-it note. And it's like, you know, uh, caught on tape. And so they put it on oh, there and it's like, look, you UFO caught on tape, I know. And so they would do silly st stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, sometimes in offices, you know, people have mugs, you know, they would give me like alien mugs, you know, and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was not because like, you know, they just knew, because uh, I never pushed it on them. The ones yeah. that wanted to talk about it, I would, I would share it. So they just, they did that. Usually when you make fun of somebody in that way, that's the good kind of way because that means you like him and you're teasing them. You know, there's a different kind of way that's more, you know, malevolent and it's basically it's out to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I was that the making fun of the uh, stay away from him. He's gonna, you're gonna go. Oh. Yeah, because you know, the, the, I mean, I come from a Christian community, you know, and they and they think it's all demonic. There are no enlightened beings. There are no ascension. There. You know, uh, and so when we talk about this, hey, be careful, you're going to get abducted. Don't go out there and look for UFOs. They're going to kidnap you and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, my name was brought up to make fun of and, and poke jokes at. And now, you know, again, it's, it's come back because I own my story and I stuck with it and I didn't. I was consistent and I to this day and, and now it's something again I get to to do for a living and people have questions and people you know now the government's leaking some stuff or stuff we've been talking about for years and even conspiracy stuff and when all of this conspiracy stuff that just happened and we're still going through i didn't even there was no i i aha i told you so i was right the whole time never none of that you know what i'm saying i didn't want to be right especially now you know what i'm saying but this is stuff we've looked into and, and been privy to if you want to call it privy maybe cursed with for years of knowing that messes with you. So again, the collective is now waking up though, is what I'm saying. What used to be made fun of is now 15 year olds who are experts in alien contact. You know what I'm saying? Well, just recently, just yesterday, I covered, uh, um, I gave an update, uh, oh shoot, what was it called? HR 4350. It's, it's this um, uh, NDAA, uh, National Defense Authorization Act that's that's uh, in the process of being passed and it passed the house with still this certain section in there where they will establish a office of um, um, UAPs where they basically collect information uh, and you can actually call in and, and uh, do reports there. So basically they, they're going to, they actually going to have a, if it pass, if the bill passes and uh, the section is still in there, even after passing the house, it still needs to go Senate before it gets signed. Uh, by the presidency, um, they basically, they are looking at this in a serious way. So that's a huge paradigm shift yeah. from where it was before, where you had to, you know, convince them that they exist to where we're going to have a government office now that could collects information about unidentified aerial phenomena. <laughs> you know, that's a, yeah. that's a big difference Come, coming along, you know, long time for 70 plus years. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm one of the ones, I am a conspiracy theorist at heart. And that's why I try to stay away from that stuff. I don't even 
try to watch I don't watch none of those any of all them videos that came out I knew those theories those theories I, just, I never watched any of the footage and my friends are begging me please cover it man please watch I was like no I'm not doing it because like once it hits the mainstream we're waiting on the government to to say okay yeah they they exist they exist wait wait they're coming to attack they're coming to invade what no hold on I've made peaceful contact what do you mean they want to invade well they want to whatever they whatever they say i i'm going to believe the opposite when the government finally comes out and says what's going on i'm not going to believe them i'm going to believe the opposite but i still have my sneaky saying. suspicions that as nice as it sounds i think they're still they're establishing that they're going to collect the data only to come back and say this looks like a national security threat we exactly. need to deal with this with weapons space and i'm like uh, and that's what i'm still that's yeah. what i'm still feeling like they're yeah, they might sure. twist it into there's part of me, teeny, we need tiny bit of me that thinks, you know, they they might actually use this for good reasons. But knowing what governments do, it's only a setup for something worse. Yeah. Greed. Greedy. Yeah. Greedy, greedy people. And if they're not treating their people right, if they don't treat us right, they're not going to treat them right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why we don't see as much contact as, as we, we should be seeing right now. Because yes, we're, there's footage of us shooting plasma beams or laser beams into outer space at craft that are coming too close to our, our atmosphere. And I don't think that those guys out there are the bad guys. I think the bad guys are running this place right now, polluting the water, <laughs> polluting our food, um, doing all types of tests on us, all kinds of stuff. So when it comes to good versus bad and who are the bad guys and who are the good guys, um, I believe that, you know, my contact has been been benevolent. It's been beautiful. It's been, hey, take care of yourself, evolve yourself, be in the moment. All those little downloads and impressions that you get. It's never been, hey, we're going to kill you. We're coming to kidnap you or, hey, meet me out in the field and bring a sacrifice offering. You know, you no crazy stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, anyway, there's so many places we can go with this, Adnan. Bro, thanks for coming right. on hanging out with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Exploring. And that's and cool for those people who hung out with us after the the technology part that we talked about because they got to hear a pretty cool story from you, man. And and you've got a bunch more to share and we'll have to we'll have to have another conversation. You got to share this stuff more. And I know, I'm sure you do mo most of that in your open open line conversations and stuff, you know. I'm sure you do that. Well, right. I, 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 I do concise talks and put all that out there but generally when it comes to interviews or uh, there may be a few of the open lines i'll start out with uh, co covering a concept mm -hmm. and kind of give an example of what i had to overcome to understand this and then i go into open lines or something like that just to have like a give more of the info out there because i mean yeah. it's a close to a lifetime of experiences so it's like i have to kind of try to put it out Even there somehow yes yeah, yeah. For sure. For well, sure. thank you again. I really appreciate it. You know, this was great. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it. And uh, where can people follow you? Where can people check you out at? Yeah, I have the uh, UFO Hub YouTube channel. Uh, there's in the, uh, if you go to any of the UFO Hub videos in the description, I always have all the, the lists of podcasts just recently added. Um, have also uh, a Telegram group. So if you want to share your stories and chit chat with me or just generally to be heard, 
and um, you know be part of an episode that would be during those Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time, and then on Fridays at 7 p.m. Central Time, I actually try to do some interviews, uh, but I don't think I can. I don't have one for tomorrow, so I'll just do an open line and just basically uh, give more opportunity to people to call in. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Awesome, awesome. I've got to, I'm on here now, so i got to join yours. i got to join your, your Telegram, see how you're doing it. Maybe try to, in, you know, integrate it myself. i got it on here. How, um, how do I... How do I start a a, a voice chat and, and have people muted where they can't unmute themselves and they can request it? Well, uh, when you you mean on your own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just uh, the voice chat. Um, are, are you on the desktop right now? Yeah. Well, do you see when you um, when you have your group and you're in your in your group? Mm -hmm. uh, do you see this little thing that has a search button? Then you hover over it, it has like a little bubble with three lines. It's on the very top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's settings? that's usually when you when you click on that. No, it's not settings. It's um, uh, your your group that you're in. Uh huh. Are you when you click on it, then on the on the top you'll see your name with your subscribers. Do you see okay. that? True Seeker, the, eight members. Yeah. Right, and then you go to the right, you see the looking glass, the search. Uh, yes, okay, the, that little hamburger, okay. Yep, and then you have right next to it, there's say like a little bubble with three horizontal lines, I don't mean vertical lines. Okay. And yeah. that's, that's a, you click on that, it says start live stream as, and then you find you, uh, your group, you click on it, say continue, and it opens it up. And so people, in that group, can people unmute themselves or no? Well, no, what it is, it's uh, they're immediately muted. And you as who starts the group, you have full control. So then they have to when they get when they join the voice chat, uh, usually in the very beginning, it's just you and then others can join it. And they'll uh, basically just sit in there and they have to click on a button to say, I want to speak which then tells you that they want to, because then there'll be like a little blue fella popping up with his hands raised, and then you can like unmute the them. You're talking about like that little blue fella that ran up and hit you with that wine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Green, <laughs> greenish. Fella. Green yep. fella. <laughs> Green. Cool. Okay. I'm going to get it figured out, because I see my I see my, I don't know if my page is my, my profile is my group, are they commenting on my page or are they commenting in my group? I guess they're commenting in my well, group, right? There's two things that happen. I created a group 
in, in my case, so it's a UFO hub group. And when you see it, it has a, like a bullhorn next to it on the left. Does yours have the same thing on your, in your, in your menu on the left where you have your group, it has, there's, there should be a bullhorn uh, image right to the no, left. I of see it. that on other people's though. Okay. Well, see, the, and what do you so see? Do you see uh, two, listening. do you see two silhouettes of two people? On your in your group, yeah. what I'm saying is, there's two different ones. You have a group, and then you have a chat. The initial group only you can post on it, and then when people answer or do replies, they reply to the okay. chat. And so I that way, it. your group, yeah, your group and your chat are never intertwined. They basically have a base a separate window where anyone else will chime in and chat, and 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 they can raise their not, hand like on Zoom or something. No, not right. Oh no, but see. Just because you're in a group, it doesn't mean your voice chat has been started. You have to start a voice chat, yeah, which I got, is another I got window one. that has to pop up. Okay. And so if they add, if uh, well, let's see here. What is your what is your uh, uh, truth, name again? Truth Seeker. Let me. Oh, that's what you, what you went by, Truth. Yeah, so one word. So I have a Truth Seeker group and a Truth Space Seeker for my username. Um. It says I'm speaking. Hey, V Love Seven, V Seven 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 Love. Push. See if there's a button to to try to talk. And we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, do Do you have a link you can share with me? I, I can't find you in let my me, search. Let me, uh, I'm gonna send it to you on on Zoom. Zoom. Fucking, I, I got so many windows open, dude. It's insane, bro. I think that's I it. I know the feeling. I think that's it. I just sent to you, and I'll Good post deal. it on. I'll post it on Facebook and, and YouTube again for those of you who wanna who wanna join us. If you wanna ask questions, if you wanna say what's up right here before the end of this stream, that was a weird like. Okay, video, see there you go. So noise. I will go join, and um, you should be able to see me in there too. Hello. 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 There's an echo. There's an echo. What's going on? This is uh, V77 Love. My name is Victoria. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. It's an echo, though. There's something you're going to have to figure out later which feedbacks you need to mute. But do you see me in there, too, as UFO Hub? Yes. Okay. And that's how it is. So if I press on this now. I raise oh, my raise hand. hand. That, okay. Yep. That means I want to talk and I, I can't speak unless you then unmute me and you hover over it. You right click and it says allow to speak. Are you sure you can't unmute yourself? I, I can unmute myself, but you have to activate me to talk into your room. Really? I don't, you have full control. Yeah. Okay, cool. So for example, the, the um, hi V7, can she hear me? V seven seven love seven seven love. Um, Probably um, not. She can only hear you. Well, no, you can if you right click over her. Allow to speak. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, see, allow to speak or mute, so you control who who gets to speak, so that that way you're not having like ten people talk to you at once. You only take one person at a time, especially if you're going to have a show. In my opinion, because otherwise it's too much chatter. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I think. Uh... 
See, so you unmuted me, and if uh -huh. I click on my unmute, it's like, it's like hey, hey, you should be like, like, hey, hey, you should be Yeah, we just opened a portal, <laughs> an infinite loop. I know. I muted myself. <laughs> cool, man. Thank you for, for showing me this. I'm going to try to check it out. So, yeah, we were on Discord, had a nice crew on there, and then, uh, hey. then uh, ended up. Um, ended up. Hit mute, hit mute on, on your, on your telegram. Are you muted? You mm -hmm. remain. Okay. See how you're not, you're not being fed back twice now. So if you speak, if you say something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't hear me in the, in there now though. Correct. Correct. That, that's what I'm saying. Cause this is where uh, the, what I was uh, telling line. you earlier, you have to figure out cause otherwise you're going to have, three inputs coming back at you. You want to have only one, everything going to one output so that you don't have this echo going on. Cool, cool. All right. We'll get it figured out, man. Yep. Appreciate you, bro. All right. And everybody, yeah, go, no go subscribe to his channel, man. UFO Hub. We did a talk on there and it was good. Like, I really enjoyed it. I made I made a snippet out of one part and need to make snippets out of more. He, uh, he asked really good questions and he's a really good host. So make sure... Most people tell me, man, I love it when people interview you. you. People, you let people interview you more. If you haven't heard that interview, go listen, listen because he's knows how to ask questions and and and, and get, you know, details that that we may leave out or, or ask questions that other people don't don't ask. And those are the ones I love. And you did we I had fun with you on there. So everybody, make sure you go subscribe to his channel and check it out. So um, appreciate you, brother. Uh, appreciate you, brother. We'll do it again. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks, everyone else, too, for watching. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, take care. All right. 8-9, Advanomic. I know I messed it up. I butchered it. It's what I do. But uh, go su go subscribe to his channel. Follow his work. He's talked to all the greats. He's talked to all the really cool people over the years, and... Uh, you guys should should definitely check out his work. Pretty cool people, man. Freaking some of the A-list ufology people, spirituality people. Dolores Cannon, George Nori, Bashar. Good day to you. All those people. Go check them out. Um, and listen, look me up on uh on Telegram. We're shutting down Discord. We're going to Telegram. This is what all the kids are doing these days. So we got to follow the children. Now that sounded creepy, right? No, we're not following children. We're, we're being pioneers, trendsetters, all that good stuff. With that, guys, I'm going to say peace and shalom, and we'll do this again another time. We will continue this conversation later. Peace, everybody. Later. Yo, episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truth seeker
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.